to classified data. Welcome to the full force. The team Warrant Officer Flint is about to assemble is no ordinary group of people. They are drawn from the world's best military sources, experts in their chosen fields. Combined, they form the most able set of specialists ever assembled. Their name... And now, you shall feel my wrath. Oh, I could get a real kick out of that. What the bloody fool blazes is going on? And now, you shall feel my wrath. Oh, I could get a real kick out of that. What the bloody fool blazes is going on? Hello and welcome to a brand new series of The Full Force. I bet you didn't even realise it was Series 3, or cared. I'm Chris McLeod, aka 8080, and I'm joined as usual tonight by two men that can only be described as mythological beasts. Eddie Sp- Master General Inman and Dave Freshening Up Tree. I just love Freshening pri- up. private jokes. In this episode, we will be dishing out the news courtesy of Justin Bell at GeneralsJoes.com, including the Collectors Club, Marauder Task Force, Toy Fair, and Rollout Roll Call updates. We have a figure review and boss fight builds that looks in-depth at a very special character known in the UK as Sergeant Slammer. Add that to the usual what we got in, shout-outs and knob jokes, and we are back with a bang, having never actually left. Full Force. As always, you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Full Force, and if you would like to contact the show, you can write to us via email on thefullforce at allthecoolstuff.co.uk with feedback, questions, or to ask, what is that itchy burning sensation on my grundle? You can view content regarding the show on www.thefullforce.com. So, boys, that was a fun time trying to sort out the recording. How are you both? At the same time, go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Wow. That was probably that was one of the fun. That yeah. Again, we always have technical issues on this show, and that was just remarkable. Again, it's always either a Skype issue, or my recording equipment's knackered, or one of us is in a the ironing well. board won't stay upright. <laughs> the ironing board keeps collapsing. <laughs> It's nuts, isn't it? How have, well, how have you guys been anyway in general? How have you been, Eddie? Hello, Christopher. I- I'm Nero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Had to do that. <laughs> uh, I- I'm-, I'm very well, kind of. I- I've-, I've been in all sorts of scrapes again, as normal. Have you been in the wars? Yeah. Uh, I-, I have a, um, a-, a cataract in Aye. my left-, left eye, which is a, a-, a tad annoying and... Sunlight Shit. has become, well, it's become my nemesis. Sunlight. That sucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to um, see. <laughs> that sucks. It's brilliant. brilliant, yeah. So um, I've, I've had a few interesting moments. Uh, one of those was uh, I was in the supermarket the day that um, Spectre came out on DVD. Right. And I thought oh, I'll buy that. Uh, so I was up by the shelves. Um, it's quite bright. Right. So I picked the DVD up. Uh, bought it, got home, watched 10 minutes and realised I'd bought Skyfall. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. laugh. I shouldn't laugh, but what, I can't help it. What, what a... Bargain. So, yeah, oh, I was so pleased. I was really pleased. And then I thought... I actually thought, I'll, I'll, go, and see, I'll go and see Mum, see how she's doing. And I got the bust of my Mum's. 
and I got off the bus because uh, I couldn't. I thought I was where I needed to be, but I was a long way away, and I got off the bus four miles away. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. And and I walked about two yards, and I thought, oh, <laughs> I thought I'm not in the right place. Oh my goodness! And it started raining. Oh no! It started raining buddy and i got drenched yeah mate that sucks so you've you've been yeah. another one of eddie's funny stories which we seem to have yeah. every episode now uh, it's yeah. pretty amazing the funniest, yeah it, it is incredible and and to be fair I'm, I'm very pleased at having selective vision wow well right, yeah. if, if if there's a silver lining to to that tale of four miles of walk of shame at least you had some brand new socks and some music to listen to on your phone <laughs> for that walk well yeah in, in fairness with the um with the the dvd that i've bought twice now uh, like, Hang hey, on. two helicarriers two yeah. two oh, yeah, dvds yeah. More, more yeah. socks, more like socks that only an Indian prince can afford, and yeah. <laughs> and you what was the thing? I've forgotten what the other thing was. Oh, and the music, yeah, um, only having yeah. seven songs but costing six hundred and fifty billion US dollars. I consider myself lucky. Uh, no, no, I don't actually. I think tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I, I'll, I'll find out I've got AIDS. That's pretty much how, how bad it's going to be. Well, you slept with me, uh, so uh, that's probably a, a uh, given. Yeah, yeah. Up oh, Periscope. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry to laugh so much at your misfortune, Eddie, but I'm, I can't help it. And uh, I hope you can get all of that sorted pretty soon. On a more serious note, the yeah. eye issue... What what's what's yeah. this, where are you with that at the moment? What's what's the what's the, what's the situation there? Um, well, I have to wait until um, it gets considerably worse, and then they'll remove That's um, mental. Lens. Yeah, they'll they slice the eye, oh. take the lens out, and oh. then pop a new in, all under a general anaesthetic. Wow. And yes, I am. My grundigs over it. I'm not surprised. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. why, why are they waiting till it gets worse? Because that's what they do, apparently. It has, it has to get to a point where they have no choice, so to speak. Well, that's that's ridiculous. What is that? Is it all of a sudden going to improve? It's not, is it? So that that to me is a bit crazy. It will only get it will only get worse. So. Until it gets to that point, oh, right. they're not going to it, and then they'll just say, "Right, okay, come on, let's uh, let's slice your eyes open." So is it just in the yeah. one? Eye? Is it just in the one eye at the moment? I've got one in my left eye, which is quite bad. Yeah, and I've got I do have one in my right eye, but it's not it's not that bad at the moment. So how's vision so, for you? Under sort of artificial light, it's okay. Right, I can, I can see well, but it's the. Um, if it's too bright, yeah, it's to get quite precarious as to what I can actually see. Wow! So people uh, are, are, will talk to me, and I can't see them, or wow. there's some way, and I can't quite, I can't quite see it. It's getting better, but my problem is, is both eyes are in different focus. Yeah. So I need to be outside for a little while 
for it to adjust for me to get used to it. So the first sort of 20 minutes, I'm kind of walking around like Ray Charles. Take my money! Yeah, yeah. Expect me to do a little Stevie Wonder number on a piano. <laughs> Dude, that really <laughs> does suck. I hope you can get it sorted out. I, I in, in a weird way, I hope it it doesn't. I hope it gets worse quick so that that can be sorted out. Oh, it 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 be sorted out. I've I've had worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So not the be all and end all of everything. You can always put an eye patch on and become Major Blood Orange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty sexy. I, I can all, already envisage me doing that because that's a great idea. Patch, do it. I'm with you all the way, yeah. I could be a proper pirate. <laughs> instead of a butt pirate. <laughs> instead of a, yeah, instead of a butt radio you pirate. Could, you could join me on my boat. Anyway, well, that sucks, mate, and I hope... I it, could come on your boat, did you I'm say? I'm back. What? Um, I'm... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Well, I'm I'm glad you're okay other than that, but I hope that gets sorted soon because that sucks and it's rubbish. Dave, how have you been? Working like a crazy mofo. <laughs> Friday this this coming Friday is Good Friday and I it's not that good. Uh, I've literally just I've just counted. It's the first day off I've got in 32 days. Nice. Um because it's been like four shows back to back. So even though it's like been seven days a week, those weeks have been actually like sort of 70, 80 hour weeks with wow. doing the shows. And I mean, I was in London, then Cardiff, then Bournemouth. Wow. Then last last weekend was Newcastle, which was like a... You did Newcastle? Yeah, it was seven and a half hours going up on Friday. Was it worth it? Actually, I will say it was... Because I, I did it about a year ago. It was actually it was the first one they'd done, and it was really good. I then missed one or two, but yeah, no, it, it was it was really cool. It's, it's a very much different vibe to other shows. Yeah, and I think because there they don't really have many events going on because it's then you know too far going further north to like Edinburgh and Glasgow because there's like tons of shows up up in sort of Scotland. Right, and then coming down it's really like sheffield and leeds yeah so the, anything that's in between those areas doesn't really seem to like get a lot of attention so yeah yeah i think you know everybody was like really up for it you know and everybody's really cool and and, and friendly and and newcastle's a, uh, a really cool place to visit yeah it's lovely yeah lovely place it's still quite a long way quite a long way for you to go yeah for, for, for me from for in, in, in geographic terms from where i am but uh, yeah, no, it's just been crazy. So I've got a, a, a day off. I'm literally looking forward to that and then going to London. <laughs> so, wow. But uh, yeah, no, it's just been really crazy. It's just been relentless. And then sorting so, out all the other stuff as Dave, well. Essentially, Dave, you've been working like everybody else does every week. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, real. Uh, all that, man. And... and you know, uh, it, 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 it still doesn't compare to your workload where you've worked longer than you've actually lived. Um, yeah. But I'm, How is that even I'm, I'm possible? Get, I'm getting there. 50 years, man and boy. <laughs> um, I'll jump in now and explain that I'm in Vegas still and having a great time. So hopefully that should uh, lift you guys' spirits, right? You've been shooting yeah. guns and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I actually hung out with Troy yesterday. Went to Battlefield Vegas. It was nuts. I fired tons of machine guns, and it was a bit mental and a bit very American, a bit Morica, you know. It was cool, and uh, I would have, 
I would have posted stuff online about it, but <clears throat> it was on the same day that the freaking Belgium attacks ha- happened, and I kind of thought, oh, goodness, like, I don't really want to be posting things like that online, you know, like, after something so hideous like that happens kind of felt, felt it was a little bit a little bit kind of bad taste and then troy goes yeah. and posts his anyway so i was like oh okay <laughs> well that's where i was today but um yeah so it's all been a bit it's been a bit dark this uh this week this last maybe the last couple of weeks but you know us let's let's look forward onwards and upwards you had any luck with the work or um yes and no i've got a meeting on uh, either Monday or Tuesday next week. He's just got to kind of confirm the guy. But he, uh, this guy owns an advertising company in Vegas. And I, I spoke to him about, there's a kind of friend of a friend hookup. And uh, I sent, um, I gave him a call actually to talk to him about any advice or anything like that. And he actually was quite interested in what I've been doing composition wise and with the podcast and all the audio stuff. So um, he said, well, let's have a proper face to face and and go over some things, send me a your information so that's looking quite promising the rest of the stuff i've i've kind of had um has all been very much a wait and see kind of situation so i'm just kind of playing a waiting game for for that stuff there's a lot of work out here especially for like teaching but they require like a bachelor's degree minimum and i only have an equivalent and they don't see that unless it's got bachelor's written on it they they won't really accept it so I either have to go to UNLV and do like um, either top-up courses or talk to them about how to get like accredited, but you know, American style. And um, hopefully, you know, that will be what it is and I won't have to kind of go through an entire bachelor's kind of degree or anything like that. But we'll, we'll see. So my, my currently at the moment, I'm doing a wait and see kind of um, situation, but I'm still applying for loads of stuff and it's going to take a while it's not going to be as easy as just flying over here getting a job and then you know done so I'm probably looking at coming back here again if nothing transpires by the time I get back in April then I will probably come back to the UK for a little while and then go back out again for another extended period of time but that'll be after JoeCon which I've signed up for and now (gasps) what's happening with you guys and jocon what what's the what's the plan because initially like maybe month a few months ago we were discussing it and everyone was on board so what what we're looking at at the moment jocon wise um well for me mine's a no-go that is sad news eddie it is is sad news Uh, the reason for that is i can't get enough holiday uh to do that and roll out roll call so nice one, Dave. To... <laughs> <laughs> of course, decide... it's my fault. <laughs> I had to decide on on uh, which one to do, really. Yeah. Uh, so I chose Joe Con. No. So <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I just couldn't get enough holiday, basically. That sucks, man. That does. Unlimited. And what about you, Dave? What's your current situation on it? Definitely working on it. As in your your you can't go because you're working that day or <laughs> you're working on it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, By working on it, do you mean you're talking? You're not. You haven't mentioned it to Chloe yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means, doesn't it? It, it? it it that's actually not really the 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 problem. The problem uh, is it where it is like two weeks or so before rollout roll call. I need to know I've got everything lined up and sorted. <laughs> 
Um, no otherwise... way in hell will you, will you... I know what you're saying, though. That That is quite important, but I... This, mate, you're, you're always working right up until that last second. In fact, during the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Um, and, and that's what I'm kind of worried about. So if, if I take that uh, week out, you know, which effectively it will be. Just let Wayne deal with it. He's got enough pressure off me as it is. Yeah, I, I just need to make sure that yeah, uh, and and it's and it's actually really frustrating and difficult because loads of people at this point are asking and that and with what will or what won't happen, uh, you know, you just don't know. Um, you just, uh, you know, the set looks great, which we'll come on to. We literally, literally, will come on to it. The, the things that are going on, you know, that we that um, we'll cover in the news, but like it's kind of like just trying to work it out sure. and it, 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 it really is in, in, in fairness to Chloe I think she's just resigned herself to the fact that I just do these things now <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it, it's more an issue of um, am I going to be need you know can I actually realistically sort something you know sort out roll yeah. out roll call and leave that and go and enjoy JoeCon without feeling stressed or yeah, yeah, yeah. things things like going on like the hotel need to speak to me about something or other because you know Dave uh, if you took a week out I know a guy who started a kickstarter project oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he is very very good with action force and he knows an awful lot about putting on cons and things because he was going to do one in Leicester once Oh, yeah. Man. Can I keep this in, or will I have to take this out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm because obviously I'm not going to name drop him, but um, I know that uh, Dave knows who I'm on about, and as do you, Chris. And I feel that he might just be the man for the job. <laughs> right. He won't, he won't rip anyone off. He won't rip <laughs> anything off because he's such a nice guy, and it's the salt of the earth. So I would trust him with it personally. Wow. Okay. Well, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for everybody, but um, we've got a lot of news, um, which we've kind of been building up since the last episode to kind of uh, talk about. So let's get Justin to do his little floating um, news reporter head thing. <laughs> and, do a float. Yeah, do his floater and start the full force news. This is Justin from GeneralsJoes.com with the latest news for the full force. Jejo Collectors Club Mike Power is revealed and Ephesus 4.0 status. While Toy Fair news is pretty sparse in a way of Hasbro's G.I. Joe line, the G.I. Joe Collectors Club started this month off on the right foot with a nice look at the upcoming 12-inch Mike Power Atomic Man, as well as a report that Ephesus 4.0 would start arriving in the next week or so. Atomic Man looks pretty cool and seems to have the same haircut as our very own Chris McCloud when he emerges from a shower. I'll let you think about that image for a moment. The image shared by the club shows that he has a bionic eye feature and adventure team dog tag. He will look very cool alongside the other great 12-inch items the club has produced, and with the resurgence of Action Man, there could be a mini 12-inch revival around the corner. In terms of the FSS 4.0 news, most people should have received the first two shipments by now, and even though Dave, Eddie, and Chris were all hoping to see Jammer, Outback, or Sneak Peek, the first four characters were actually Nunchuck, Law and Order, Barricade, and Cobra Ice Ninja. They look great, and yours truly will be doing a customary figure review later in this show. The club also posted a picture showing what we can look forward to in 2016 with Pythona, 
FSS 5.0, and the shared Transformers Collectors Club and G.I. Joe Collectors Club only human figures of RC and Rodimus Prime. So the first thing up we're looking at is the Collectors Club Mike Power reveal and the FSS 4. I've had to rewrite this about 400 times in the last... Because so much has been happening, like, you know, quickly, that I wasn't really expecting it to all be coming out in the same month. I, I figured this would be spread out, a lot of this information. So we've not only have we had the Mike Power reveal, but we've also had the figure subscription service actually ship. So we, we people are having these in hand now. Uh, Dave, have you, have you have you received yours yet? I've had the first two. I've and this morning, um, and I know it's going to be that. I've got the second wave, but I've got a customs bill. Nice. That's always fun. Yeah, I got I got I got away with it the first one. I'm pretty sure that when I go up there tomorrow morning, it will be barricade and Cobra Ice Ninja. Yeah, the Night Creeper nin- Ice Ninja, which everybody seems to hate, but I really like it. I think it's sexy. Yeah. Before we get on to that, let's have a look at, or let's talk about Mike Power. Is this something that was on your radar? Is this something that was interesting, uh, of interest to you guys, or is this something that is uh, a kind of a new thing for you? For me, when they revealed this at JoeCon, I was more excited about this than I was Python, which is a horrible thing to say. <laughs> but the fact that he had like the the eye and then uh, translucent limbs, and that I was just like, that's. Cool. <laughs> now I've signed up for Pythona. Yeah. But I fully intend to get myself an Atomic Man because I can't call him Mike Power. Um, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to get an, an Atomic Man definitely, just because I, I think it's actually really, really cool. Where I got the Doctor Isotope. Yes. For for last year's again. I prefer that to Dr. Mindbender. So I don't know what's happening. You're, just, um, you're a 12-inch kind of guy. That's what it is, mate. You're a 12-inch you're a, you're a kind of guy. Uh, speaking of 12-inch guys, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I meant penis size. Wicked. Um, Mike Power slash Atomic Man, is this something that was in your, you know, something that you were in, into as a kid, or is this something that you're not really, you know, it's kind of new to you? Oh, I was in many men as a kid. <laughs> Atomically. Oh, uh, yeah, on atomic levels. A- an- anatomically. <laughs> <laughs> Periodically. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, I, I actually quite, I quite like. Atomic Man. I think he's pretty cool. Yeah. Would take him on board, as it were. <laughs> I'm more interested in that than I am the other figures. Okay, sure. So, again, you're more of a 12-inch kind of guy. I like the sound of this. this. is a sexy episode. Well, moving on from Mike, Mike then, slash Atomic Man, which, again, he does look really cool. 12 inches of plastic. Hmm, easy. 12 inches of man. 12 yeah. inches of man. We obviously we've seen Pythona to death now, which is is still she looks incredible. I think as a as a figure, great sculpt and all that kind of stuff. But there's also another little um, sneaky reveal they've put in there, which again we've we've seen in the past, but they're kind of reminding people about, and that's the uh, Transformer Collectors Club Jojo Collectors Club crossover of uh, human form RC and Rodimus. Have you guys? had a chance to look at these yet and what do you think of um that as a crossover dave i think they're they're cool i, I noted that it wasn't bomb strike's head that they were going to use it said like a, a there will be a new one won't there for that head, head sculpt now i now i've got the episode you know i've got like all the transformer cartoons on dvd you know in terms of the old sunbow stuff yeah and i know the episode because it's the one with old snake and whatnot i'm old snake sorry 
<laughs> but I can't even remember what they look like to like know, you know, you could have given me the bomb strike one and I'd be like, yeah, that's that's cool. Unlike the other ones where it's like a direct yeah, obvious link, you know, with like Marissa Fairborn on Afterburner or Afterbreaker and yeah. then Old Snake with like bats. These ones are kind of like, well, they're, they're just kind of like brightly coloured action figures. The, the, it's the, just that they're using the, the G.I. Joe sculpt, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's, it's not enough to tie them all together. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get them, but it's not like I... Uh, and they've, they've probably done it the right way around, whereas if these came out first, I, I, I would have probably passed on them. Yeah. But because I've got Old Snake, I'll be like, oh yeah, I want to get those. You want it, yeah, yeah. Because the, the funny thing is, there's a lot of Transformer G.I. Joe crossover material out there and therefore lots of different characters that you can kind of, you know, explore in the, in that kind of arena that are either specifically Transformer G.I. Joe crossover related or, you know, where you've got little homages to vehicles or, um, you know, human characters. So I kind of feel like they have gone, in the list of priorities, they've gone in a certain direction that maybe from the bottom up as, a, <laughs> as opposed to what the you know maybe the uh, fandom would like to see but um, again I, I, I would like to see what they're like in hand and also what head sculpt we're actually going to get because uh, it seems quite odd as well to do new tooling for something that's only going to be one of but I suppose they can use that head again for other uses later down the road and it might be that they've already got one in mind for the FSS5 that's another option isn't it it might be Pythona's head <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a blonde on on blonde. Rodimus? <laughs> Rodimus, um, sorry. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I I kind of get why they're doing the action figures, if I'm honest, because there's a lot of human characters in like Transformer cartoons that could benefit from using Joe stuff. Yeah, you know, not necessarily like as crossovers, but just like Marissa Fett, well, no, it's the daughter of flint and lady j but like say like dr arkerville and yeah yeah uh spike and chip and things like yeah, that yeah, yeah. i thought about it deeply i would say that um did you just try and fit your whole arm inside <laughs> your then no i i've i've actually got dr isotope here and i dropped a zuzi oh okay I, um, <laughs> inside <laughs> right i got it but um <laughs> If if you start off with the crossovers, you're you're gently easing people in, and then you can start doing like these other characters. If you do it with like the vehicles, the price point is probably too oh, high. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And true. a transformer collector would be like, well, I don't want that vehicle. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't fit in with my collection. Whereas an action figure, they can display with all of their the the, the, the transformers a lot easier. So I think it's 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 more of a level of you know acceptability. We'll take. You know, as, as Joe fans, we'll take anything uh, at this point. But um, even a twelve-incher, like, what? But, yeah, you're but, right. but, but but we're not like the um, we're not the only intended market for it. True, so true. I think that's got a little bit of a part to play in the um, the choices on this. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 all good. It's all good. And then moving into the figure subscription service figures, but well, moving back into the figure subscription service figures, we're going to be getting Justin to do reviews um, on this episode today. So, kind of like a added segment, we'll uh, throw those in. Um, and I've just started helping him do his video reviews now as well. So. Um, you should be getting two very soon, a Law and Order and a Nunchuck review that's got a little bit more razzle-dazzle attached to it. Um, in that I do a little bit of history at the beginning of each uh, of his reviews with the figure. 
showing like video clips and images and stuff like that so um we'll be doing that for the figure subscription service figures so um we should have one like mm. two of those every couple of days after the uh shipments have gone out so um yeah cool we'll let justin go into detail with that because uh obviously you know who cares what we think anyway about these figures moving on marauder gunrunners revealed the test shot of the steady cam gunner Okay, I think I'm in love. Alongside their latest Kickstarter for the Marauder Task Force Valkyries, Marauder Gunrunners also included a great stretch goal for the Steadicam Gunner, an excellent looking tweaked version of the Marauder Task Force figure with rolled up sleeves, different lower legs, a fantastic new helmet, web gear, and really cool looking new Steadicam heavy weapon. Over on the Marauder Gunrunners Facebook page, we got a first look at an early test shot of this set, and frankly, it looks amazing. Even better than I thought it might. The same fantastic design work that we've come to expect from Boss Fight Studio, all working flawlessly within the Marauder customizable action figure system. Really great stuff. Added to that, the Marauder Gunrunners revealed recently that they have stocked some brand new, unexpected items in their online store from Marauder Task Force. First, they revealed a new unmasked head template with white hair. There's a clean-shaven version, a version with a goatee, and a version with a full beard. But even better, they also revealed several new color combinations for Task Force figures. Several new black figures were revealed with different color highlights, as well as blue with black and white with black. The added colors for the gauntlets make a huge difference and really breaks up the colors of the figures nicely. Great looking stuff. Check out the images and stock up on that shopping cart at MarauderInc.com. This was a while back now, but they revealed a bunch of new stuff for their site. Obviously this new look, Steadicam Gunner, looks pretty cool. And they've got the prototype kind of armor to go over one of the figures. They've also shown the body as well for that particular Marauder Task Force figure, and he's got the rolled-up sleeves, which look amazing. A couple of head sculpts as well, uh, which look really neat, with goatee and beard, as well as uh, attachments, I nearly said. <laughs> and then obviously the different colour Marauder Task... Is that the Sean Connery? The Sean... <laughs> yeah, that's the Sean Connery through the years um, head sculpt, yeah. from like his first appearance in James Bond all the way through to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> Yeah. The, the rock yes the yes that is a banger of a movie and then he's also kind of put the new mtf color versions which look really cool as well like the kind of kind of break the color breaks which uh break the figures up a little bit they look really really smart are you going to be getting any more of these dave once the kickstarters the valkyries kickstarters actually delivered yeah i'm not sure when if i'm honest because i've not really had full benefit from the ones that you sent down where we went in together on the the valkyries yeah so i honestly i i haven't had a chance to really truly appreciate those guys just yet ditto i left the country and left them behind so um this for me is if you know if those if the guys are at like joe con if i'm there then that would be like yeah i'm gonna you know grab grab these now at the moment I've, i haven't got the incentive to do it yeah plus you've got a whole nother shipment coming as well that's the uh that's the bonus side of things isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, you know it, it it's not uh number one on the priority right now but it, it will be at some point soon totes well it's all looking really slick so um you know i i I'm looking forward to getting that machine gunner. He looks so cool. That was a situation where they just decided to do it anyway, which I quite like. And I'm glad they did because I was a bit gutted when the Kickstarter didn't reach that particular stretch goal. So I'm really happy yeah. that they went ahead and did that anyway. Oh, totally. I hope they ship out all the figures together and, and not just like the people who've spent lots of money. <laughs> that that guy, that one figure guy, yeah. Yeah. 
What a douchebag. Um, uh, Eddie, do these kind of figures like interest you in any way, shape or form? Or, I mean, what what do you think of them? Well, I I, I think they're brilliant figures and well-made and they look great and, and... And everything else. I'm at the the sort of collector's point where I'm actually boxing away loose stuff. Yeah. And I don't really want to buy more loose stuff. Sure. So that I box that away, if you catch my drift. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would have them if it was within my remit. Yeah, of course. That's to- that's totally understandable. But as figures go, I think they look fantastic, and I, I really like the red and black one. Yeah, he's I really cool, isn't he? But they're really well made, and if it had been maybe two years ago. I would have been all over it like a rash. <laughs> but I've kind of, I've kind of uh, moved, moved on from where I was, and now I'm, I'm kind of just boxing stuff up so that I can have uh, just a boxed and carded collection. Sure, sure. Which looks pretty sexy, by the way, after seeing some pictures of it over the last couple of months. So, how is that coming along? Are you adding to it much, or is it just a case of? getting stuff out that you may have had in in storage yeah i'm not i'm not really adding anything of any significance i've only really picked up the one thing which was the that comic which we'll get to at the uh at the end sure but no i'm not really picking anything up at the moment the only thing i'm waiting for is uh, a new product that will be coming out um <laughs> sometime in the next few months okay <laughs> I didn't even have. I didn't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask because I know exactly what you're talking about. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on quickly yeah. and never talking about anything ever again. Yeah. Big shout out to Marauder Task Force, Marauder John, all you guys, Marauder Ruben. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Moving on. Rollout Roll Call announces Neil Ross as a guest. More great news brought to you by Dave Tree for Rollout Roll Call as famous voice actor Neil Ross signs up as a guest at this year's show. This is the first UK appearance from the man that brought us the voices for Shipwreck, Buzzer, Dusty, and Monkey Wrench, as well as a number of Transformers, Visionaries, and Centurions cartoon characters. Neil Ross will be joining Morgan Lofting, who voiced the Baroness on the G.I. Joe Sunbow cartoon. This is turning into a convention that can't be missed. Make sure you have your tickets and that you book a room as soon as you can. You can book tickets for Rollout Roll Call 2016 via www.allthecoolstuff.co.uk and you can book rooms at the hotel via www.radisonblueedwardian.com slash all the cool stuff. That's www.radisonblueedwardian.com slash all the cool stuff. Alternatively, go onto the Rollout Roll Call Facebook page and follow the links directly. We also have these links in the show notes following this episode going online. So Dave, take it away. Well, in the previous episode, we mentioned that we've got, coming over to the UK for the first time ever, Morgan Lofting, who is the voice actress <laughs> who did the Baroness. Um, <laughs> Deirdre, darling. Sorry, I just wanted to do a Morgan Lofting. And we've <laughs> now got Neil Ross. So, Neil Ross, better known as the voice of, within G.I. Joe, uh, probably most famously, Shipwreck. Awesome. The bloody blazers has gone on. Buzzer. Don't look like monkeys to me, Torch. Dusty. Remember, if you have to ride when it's getting dark, have the right equipment. Monkey wrench. Let's play a little game, mates. I go bang, you all fall down. He was uh, Hector Ramirez. This is Hector Ramirez reporting for your TV news magazine, 20 Questions. Thunder, Heavy Metal, Polly, Crimson Guard 9. Polly. Amazing. Sorry. Tommy wants bulletproof sun! 
but in terms of Transformers, he's done loads of characters as well. So Springer, Hook, Bonecrusher, Slag. You Slag! Uh, cross, crosshairs, Point Blank, Six Shot, Monzo, who is um, uh, Weird Wolf's head. And, uh, but that's not Mon... I thought you did Zarek. They got that wrong. Uh, and Fracas, which was uh, one of uh, the Target Masters. But... He's also done a ton of other stuff as well. I mean, this guy's done everything. He was Ace McLeod yes. in Centurions. Love that. I must be getting soft. It wasn't that long ago that I vowed revenge on Doc Terror. Yeah, big shout out to the Mapes brothers, and this is the one that they're most excited about. He was Leoric in uh, Visionaries. Visionaries. Lights of the magical light. He was Fluffy in Bionic 6. Wow. In, in Humanoids, he was Herc Armstrong, Sliver, and Hector Ramirez. Wow. He was the voice of Rambo in Random... Ran, random? Random. <laughs> Forces Rambo. of Freedom. <laughs> the Forces of Freedom. Yeah. In uh, Galaxy High. Rambo. I loved that cartoon. He was Rotten Roland. Amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. Do you remember the one Galaxy with the eggs? Galaxy High. Galaxy yeah. High. Sectors, he was Commander Waspax. Wow, this guy's done everybody. In Voltron, he was Keith, Pidge, and Hermes. Are these all the people he slept with? Pretty much. Okay, cool. Uh, Sp Spider-Man, Spider-Man and you, his amazing you friends. You have a similar list, Chris. Uh, no, it's mine's much, much smaller, <laughs> and it's just called it's my like hand. <laughs> Gland. Uh. In Spider-Man and his amazing friends, he was Cyclops, no. Wolverine, Norman Osborn, and Scorpion. Wow. A spiral Zone, Wolfgang Tank Schmidt, Overlord and Bandit. Jeez. In uh, Pride of X-Men, he was Nightcrawler. Batman, anima uh, Batman Animated, uh, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Uh, uh, I Iron Man, he was Fing Fang Form. Howard Stark, Blizzard, Yinsen, and Anchorman. Fantastic Four, uh, Doctor Doom. Wow. Super Scroll, Puppet Master, Warlord Krang, uh, Spider-Man, again, he was Green Goblin. He's been all the coolest characters, basically, hasn't he? Yeah, he's played a lot of bad guys. A, um, a lot of good bad guys. Hang on. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. A lot of awesome bad guys. In Kung Fu Panda, Constable Who, Avengers, Mightiest Heroes, Crossfire, William Cross. But also within the video game industry, he's done a ton of stuff as well. So he was, if, for any people who are fans of Mass Effect, he was the voice of the Codex. That's so amazing. In in all of the Mass Effect games. In Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, he was 
Colonel Volgin. No way. So again, one of the bad guys. One of my favourites is that uh, he's done quite a lot for Star Wars. So in Rogue Squadron and Masters of Terracasi, which was like a, a Tekken version of Star Wars, he did the voice of Han Solo. Cool. Um, but in Rogue Squadron, he was General Raikin as well. Oh, and in Terracasi, he did Jodo Cast, which was uh, an imitator of Boba Fett in the comics. So he's the only person who's, who's actually done the voice of, of that character. They've, ne- they've never used him outside of the comics before. So this guy has done everybody a ton. Like, literally so much stuff in the last 30 odd years of like voice acting work you know both in cartoons movies is he a multi-trillionaire was almost like that oh he's in back to the future as well way this is nuts so when when marty goes back and he's outside the biff museum (laughs) yes he's the guy doing the voice of like you know what you know that how great biff was you know yes uh you know when marty's like staring at the screen and then the guys come and take him away yes uh, that that that's his voice there so if you're a fan of back to the future this guy is is has done the audio work. Adam Riches. Yeah, Adam, come on over. There you go. But this is the first time he's ever done a show in the UK. So along with Morgan, you know, two two amazing guests that if you are coming to the show as part of your ticket price, you get an opportunity to get two signings from each guest as part of your like ticket price. And that's that's phenomenal opportunity and phenomenal value. They they're both going to be doing panels as well over the course of the weekend. So they will be different on each day, but uh it, you know, the, they've not come to the UK before to like do any kind of shows like this. Um so this is an you know, amazing opportunity. For me it's with respect to Neil, it's like shipwreck, you know, where it's all kind of like the based off the Jack Nicholson character, you know, where you've heard him <laughs> in previous interviews on, on what's on Joe Mind. And, you know, Baroness, you you got two two amazing characters there, you know, that are so distinctive in their voices that that's what you always hear when you when you think of those characters. So it's um, the dreadlocks yeah, for me. If I hear if I hear him do buzzer or a monkey wrench, I'm gonna flip out. Because they, yeah, well, you can you can almost imagine Nick Whitmore, can't you? He's oh, just he's gonna, gonna sh- himself and yeah. then rub it all over everybody. Man. Raid action force. <laughs> <laughs> Are you raid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what> you <laughs> um, raid but- action force. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that one, Dave. That's my favourite one you've ever done, I think. And, and, and you know, like, he's just going to be staring at Nick like, can someone just take this guy away, please? Yeah, can you someone know, give this guy uh, a wash and remove him from me, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> love but, you, Nick. But, uh, why why uh, has this guy got a huge beard and a child's body? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's got a massive oversized head. I'm kidding. It's a G.I. Yeah. Joe and Transformers show, not a Hobbit convention, but like... We are ripping Nick Whitmore in half. It's such oh, a... Oh, it's unfair. We love you, Nick. No, to be fair, nature did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good shout out for Nick there. He'll love that. Um, I mean, Nick, Nick has got um, brothers and sisters at university, hasn't he? But they're in pickling jars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! Sorry, that, that was quite that was quite hard. <laughs> oh my goodness me! Right, okay. Um, thanks for that, Dave. Thanks for the update. Moving on quickly. <laughs> I, gonna, I, I don't want to lose I, Nick as a friend. Just, no, we don't want to lose Nick as a friend. We've you've lost it. You've had no, your chance, Dave. Unfortunately. Just v- very quick, one last thing. Uh, tickets are available and are on sale now, as are room reservations. So you can go to 
www.rolloutrollcall.com. You can book your tickets now. Most importantly, you please, please, please book your room. They're only available for a limited time. And once they're gone, they're gone. We can't like help out on that. They do not take payment at the point of reservation. That is done at the show when you check out okay so you can get your ticket and reserve your room at the same time but you'll only be paying for your ticket you pay for your room at the show but there's there's literally only a limited number of rooms available once they're gone there's not really you know you're going to have to be able to find alternative accommodation so please 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 reserve your room whilst there's like availability because the closer we get to the show if you're leaving it to last minute i can't guarantee that you know there'll be like rooms available so go check it out get your ticket come down lovely to see you bye (laughs) thank you dave uh moving on as if it wasn't a crazy enough news day already the jocon 2016 brochure and box set has also been revealed in a very short space of time we've had a brochure reveal on february 26th followed by reveals for all of the box set characters and registration went live on march 3rd the G.I. Joe Collectors Club released the Joe Con 2016 brochure that confirmed the news we'd all been speculating about. Sky Patrol. Yes, we'll be seeing a Sky Patrol vs. Cobra Adders 15-figure box set, and the characters look incredible. For the good guys, it's the original Sky Patrol lineup, with a few name tweaks due to copyright issues. Drop Zone, Skydive, Cliff, Airwive Mewit, Static Line, Robert Airborne 6, and John Edward Altitude Jones make up the Joes. The new Cobra sub-team called the Adders, or Aerial Deployment Daredevil Elite Recon Squadron, includes Sky Creeper, Cobra Flying Scorpion, three Air Devils, Cobra Black Vulture, and three Cobra Night Vultures. So far, we've seen all of the characters revealed on the club site, and they look superb. You can access the brochure, register for the con, or just look at the reveals by visiting GIJoCon.com. Let the speculation on the attendee exclusives commence. So, again, this is this was something I had to update about a thousand times. Not only have we had the brochure revealed with all the information on it, but then shortly after that, we had two of the figures go up, and then we had registration go up. So, I mean, it's been mad, and now we've had all the reveals. So... Let's break it down a little bit. We've already talked about Jocon a little bit. I'm definitely, definitely going. There's no no doubt about it. I've booked my ticket now. And I think... I, d- I haven't thought about anything else, so I don't know. I should, probably should book a flight and sort out a hotel, but that's irrelevant at this stage. Let's talk about the set that's been revealed first and foremost, because that's probably the most important thing here. We have a 15-figure box set of Sky Patrol versus the Cobra Adders, and that stands for the... Aerial Deployment Daredevil Elite Recon Squadron, which is quite a mouthful, Kitty said. What do you think about these? We'll start with Dave, because obviously you've got previous with the uh, club. <laughs> he's just got previous. He's got Chris. previous. Yeah, he's got he's got previous, mate. So uh, leave it out. Yeah, leave it. He's got he's got previous, and he leave it. Yeah. Leave it, son. All right. Uh, anyway, um, what do you think of the? God. What do you think? First of all, what do you think of the idea of the set? And do you think the figures are awesome? Go. Oh, Fool! Alright, sorry. <laughs> Raid action fools? Are you blimey? <laughs> what? <laughs> Blooming Sky Patrol! <laughs> oh, Sky Dreadnoughts. How cool would that be? Skynoughts. Skynoughts. Dreadnoughts. Amazing. They could be called the Minox, because they were like dragon y things. In like oh. uh, visionaries in Dungeons and Dragons and shit, weren't they? Anyway, carry on. Go. Like Star Wars, isn't it? Um, oh yeah, of course. Coast, coast it is. Go on, coast mate. Of Go on, Sam. Coast, coast, of, coast. Of course. Oh, 
<laughs> is that from Snatch? Yeah, course, course of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Course of course. Coming down the rubber dub dub tree or what? Scott the freaking troll. I'm just do I'm just saying it will cause him more damage if you fed it to him. Sorry, carry on. Go on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking the rise. Pass me that shooter. Pass <laughs> <laughs> me that shooter. I don't know why we've gone all cockney on Sky Patrol. This is really weird. It's just gone. I'm just glad. I'm just glad. LA hasn't changed you. <laughs> LA. <laughs> LA, Las Vegas even. <laughs> I haven't been to LA <laughs> once since I've been out here, but I love that you think I'm there. That's great. No, it hasn't changed me. I'm still a dickhead. Oh, so anyway, Dave, what do you think of the set? Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, done. Done. That's all we need to say. <laughs> I'm liking it. No, the, 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 there's some in there that um, definitely look better than others. Right. I will say I have no connection from my childhood with any of these characters because I sort of like moved on to other stuff intercourse so i'd never never had them as kit as a kid i don't have any of them now as an adult so this is all all virgin territory so i am literally judging these <laughs> ju- judging these on their new iteration look and it's like that's cool that's cool that's cool so yeah i, I like really it. love your tag feet yeah you're right it is um that it's an amazing looking set like i personally i do have a connection to sky patrol and it's mainly no i do have a connection to sky patrol and i love them as a kid and i think this set is just astonishing there's a couple of things um a couple of minor things but when you think about the whole set as an overall set i don't i think those minor issues aren't really a problem anymore so i mean things like drop zones got very skinny legs big deal you know he's still a cool looking figure you know you've got the helmet head sculpt from static line it doesn't come off but and same with with uh, airborne but still they look amazing they look really good and you can see enough of the faces anyway to still have that kind of character come through but overall i'm just absolutely blown away i mean the the cobra side as well look mental and i think they did a really good job of the kind of brazilian sky patrol guys as well the bad guys like a a boot train negro homage is really cool the escorpiao voador one is really amazing too so yeah loving it loving the whole set really and i i can't wait to get my hands on it and i'm really like looking forward to seeing what the exclusives are going to be i know there's been a lot of talk about it we've posted things on the facebook page as well for people to kind of like you know speculate on well i won't ask because we've we've talked about this in the past about the exclusives we don't need to kind of go into much more detail with it eddie have you had a chance to have a look at these not until about two minutes ago but they do look actually look quite awesome cool because they're so different as well yeah that makes sense yeah and there's quite a lot of variations i always find that a lot of the sets they all look the same that's a very good point yeah yeah i suppose the de- with the decos of tiger force and night force they've all got that similar color scheme haven't they but you can't really say that about this set can you but, but this is uh they're, they're all quite random yeah and and that makes it look a lot better. I think it's going to be really awesome. So neat. It's a neat set. Yeah, it really is. Actually, it's it's really quite cool. So. I will be getting an extra set, Eddie. Maybe like an extra bag set. So if you are yes, interested, I, I will say yes now. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I'll um when when we come back to the UK after Colorado, I will uh I will put that to to side for you. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> 
Glad I can help. Okay, so that's... I will walk you off with my ass as payment. Okay, we, do you want to do that now, anyway? It will be difficult through the internet. Okay, I was going to use that um, sex attachment for my laptop that you bought me. Oh, oh yes, yes, the rubber ring. Yeah, it's <laughs> USB connection as well, that's great. You can use it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> on a, <laughs> use it on a tablet. What? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so moving on from there. Vitruvian Hacks, shipping now. Boss Fight Studio have been busy for the last few weeks getting all of their Vitruvian Hacks figures shipped to Kickstarter backers, and boy, are they amazing. I've had the pleasure of seeing these firsthand, and I was so impressed, I made a number of YouTube video reviews that you can watch by visiting generalsjoes.com. I will be following these up with a regular text and image-heavy review style format that you may have become accustomed to if you do in fact visit the site on a regular basis. The figures are incredible, and if you haven't received yours yet, you're in for a really nice surprise. The detail of the sculpts, the decos, the posability, the accessories, the characterization, the package, the art, everything about this line is superb. For more info on these great figures, make sure you listen to my review later in the show. Let's talk hacks. They're shipped. I have them... Dave, have you got yours yet? No. Oh my goodness. Have, wow. Well, okay. Well, at the moment they are still shipping, I suppose. So people are still waiting on them, but they are truly insane. And again, Justin's going to be doing like a little review on them in the show later on. So I won't go into too much detail, but, and, and the fact that obviously Dave, you haven't received yours yet. Eddie, did you go in for this? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're did, yeah. so you're waiting on some as well. Have you have you got yours yet? I'm awaiting mine. Okay. Obviously, Dave and I aren't up high enough on the mailing list compared to you, Chris. It's because I'm in the country. <laughs> I'm only I'm only joking. I'm only joking. And because they rate me highly. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so uh, <laughs> because of that, because of the fact that you guys haven't received yours yet, and Justin's doing a review in the show we let's let's not go into too much detail and uh, save people our droning and move into coral has been spotted in issue number 11 of transformers gi joe now for something specifically action force related in the most recent transformers gi joe comic by idw publishing we see an homage to falcon and duke's sumbo backstory retold in the insanely twisted and beautiful world of tom scioli and john barber's crossover comic in one specific scene, we see Falcon romantically entwined with Quarrel, the Swiss Action Force character. The scene similarly depicts a moment in the Action Force G.I. Joe movie when Falcon is fraternizing with a beautiful woman around the team's HQ when he should be on guard duty. Quarrel does show off lightning reactions in the very short cameo as she immediately springs into action when Cobra Trooper appears from nowhere to attack them. It turns out to be Duke trying to teach Falcon a lesson, and the point is made. I like the fact that they use Quarrel, who effectively was a repainted Scarlet figure originally, as the love interest for Falcon, knowing that Duke's love interest in the cartoon was Scarlet. I don't think this was by accident. It's a very nice surprise that they put Quarrel in the comic, and yet another nod to Palatoy's Action Force brand, albeit a very small one. So, this is something I picked up the other day when I was flipping through this mental comic. It has not got any more sane in any way, shape, or form. It is still mental and this time the comic focused on duke and falcon and their relationship not as in their fam family relationship not their uh, sexual one which would be a bit odd and in the comic we see quarrel as used as a bit of a bit character uh, the love interest of falcon in actual fact for about i don't know five panels yeah about five panels worth of quarrel 
um we see her kind of jump into action so she's uh she's clearly not just a you know a bit of eye candy and to be honest with some of this art i don't think eye candy is really the the right thing to say she kind of looks like a blow-up doll she does doesn't she that's that's a very good point but it's clearly quarrel as they put a little file card um on her and say that she's a swiss army knife expert which i think is a, a nice little touch but yeah i mean again we're seeing a lot of the action force characters being dropped in to certain mediums and and obviously the to see it in the comics is actually really really good Dave, what do you think? Obviously, being a you know, obviously heavily linked to the Palatoy action. I force. think any form of inclusion in any media is a good thing. So you've got the club doing their side of things. You've got Larry Hammer bringing it in. This is now like uh, a third, yeah, you know, inclusion, and it's like that's really, really cool. You know, it do, I don't care what you think about the story or the artwork the yeah. fact that you know someone completely independent to anything that you know is going on is like saying oh i'm gonna like include these things as yeah. well you know to me that is just like fantastic you know and the more that there is on this front then the more people are going to be like well who are yeah yeah you know these things and then they might then come across this podcast <laughs> um hopefully they don't we don't. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't want to put them off after they've got all interested in it. But um, yeah, I, I I think it it it's great. Um, it's very much a cameo. But like, who cares? It, it it's there in print. Word know, up. It, it's a it's another it's another source that's um, it's another source that's with the force. Action source. Raid action force. <laughs> Raid action source. Are you blimey? Are you crackers? Sorry, it's getting a bit mental, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Eddie, you're a quarrel fan, aren't you? You like girls. I am aware of girls, yes. Okay. Would you um f- to f- her in the eyes? What? Would you um so that's not the question I was going to ask. Have you seen the panels? Have you seen her in the comic? Yeah, you have because um, you said she looked like a blurt doll, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just looking at it now, yes. Are you Are happy- you done yet? Have you finished? <laughs> I've just j- hot man fat all over my hands. Have you stuck the Google Doc pages together? Yeah. <laughs> Is that my, even my possible? Laptop, <laughs> my laptop screen now looks like it's got uh, tip X all over it. But it's not tip X, it's, it's uh, gentleman's relish. Does it look like an upturned Bill Poster's bucket? <laughs> yes. It looks like there's been a, a, an accident at the Pritt Stick factory. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, that's so gross. Um, okay, good. So, are you a, are you a fan of uh, Quarrel's inclusion in the comic? Or are you... Um, Kind of, do you want to see it in a in a in a different setting? Well, I, I I think for an action figure line that has been out of circulation for thirty years, to to get any kind of recognition in any format is pretty good going. Sweet. So in fairness, uh, it is can only be a good thing. Cool these. Well, that's good. I again, like I've I've been reading the comic a lot, and I I do enjoy it, but it's ju- it is really insane. Like nothing makes any sense at all but then you kind of almost have to look view the comic in a completely different light to anything that's got i don't know continuity or you know a, a story running through it it just seems to be so haphazard it's almost like it's almost like reading my dreams that's what i feel like i'm doing a lot of the time 
I'm just reading dreams, which is going to be the name of my autobiography. Moving on, um, after seeing Quarrel getting a f- no, after seeing Quarrel in the comic, uh, we're all very happy that she's been mentioned. We want to see more of that. We want to see more characters in all of the different comic titles that are out there. Another comic-related story is that of Action Man. In more comic news, IDW and Hasbro Action Man comic cover and synopsis has been revealed. IDW recently unveiled their solicitations for June, and what popped out at us was the new Action Man comic reveal. The synopsis sounds very interesting indeed, and I quote, Action Man is dead. Long live Action Man. He's the world's greatest special agent until he dies, saving the planet with all the world's eyes on him. Now his young protege has to step into the role, whether he's ready or not. We will have two covers to choose from, the Spotlight cover and the UK-themed variant. What's even more interesting is the fact that we'll see Action Man in the ROM issue number zero comic for free comic book day before this title even hits shelves. Looks as though the Action Man brand is coming back in a big way, so we can't wait to see this comic and whatever else is in store for this particular franchise. It's quite interesting that he's debuting as part of the ROM comic, and one can't help but wonder if this is some kind of first step towards the cinematic universe we were just talking about. The covers have been revealed for Action Man, the comic, including a UK incentive one. Have you guys seen them? Uh, Only the, the images, yeah. So it's uh, they're killing Action Man right at the start and replacing him. What f- thoughts, feelings, emotions? As long as they cut his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as they slice him up. Yeah, like you know, rough him up a little bit. No, again, this this kind of comes back to like what we were just talking about. We were like quarrel. Anything that like brings back these things and puts them on like a stage and a platform for people to to find out about them is brilliant. Yeah, you know. Action Man, whilst like has had its inclusion with like GI Joe as a three and three quarter inch figure in the last sort of uh, fifteen years or so, you know, to the Brits, it's the fiftieth anniversary of Action Man, which is the you know always been the twelve inch heritage, um, and we had him from sixty six right up to eighty four, and then he came back again in. To uh, 1994, and that ran all the way through to 2006, give or take, and was huge. I mean, that yeah, a, yeah. again, that that's like over a decade's worth, and it was a huge toy here. You know, it was like a, a, the best-selling British toy for for you know a decade. That you never saw any of that stuff really stateside. You saw it in a couple of other countries, you know, but it, it's it's a huge thing, and like this looks like it's like a continuation of that era rather than the era that maybe Eddie and I most like recognise. Yeah. So this is just it's just really really like I I I genuinely am so excited to see so much stuff coming out the woodwork. Yeah, that is based on all of the heritage that we've been covering in the show, be it for like action force or for like action man you know it's 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 brilliant the last few years have never i genuinely honestly believe the last few years have never had been better for like acknowledgement of some of the stuff coming out of the uk you're cool yeah absolutely i love the fact they've used the the that particular logo as well with that that branding with the gunshot kind of um yeah, yeah, thing the, that that's 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 really cool. What do you think of the design as well? Like, uh, kind of zipping through to the future with uh, the kind of design of this younger action man. Oh, sorry, I was, I was just going to say my initial gut reaction was um, uh, Tron Legacy. Yeah, with the piping and all that kind of stuff. It uh, looks like Sam Flynn, but um, 
you know, until you see what what it's all about and and the the the, the story and the the reasoning, you know, I'm I'm kind of just like reserving judgment. I've I've seen a lot of comparisons straight away to like Max Steel. Yeah. But um yeah, the the the, the thing that just struck me is that he look he, he kind of has that Sam Flynn look from Tron Legacy. Yeah, that's cool. What about yourself, Eddie? As uh, as Dave was saying, it's not something that I would recognize due to, you know, it's it's continuation from after 94 yeah so this, but it's amazing the amount of stuff that's come out yeah certainly since we done the, or started doing the podcast because i'm not gonna say it's down to the podcast i really don't want to take credit where it's not due sure however but since we've started the amount of stuff that's come out since we started this is quite incredible i think we, we were kind of like a bit of a, a byproduct of that as well i suppose more than necessarily a, a reason for it but I, I totally agree with you guys. Since we've been doing it, it just seems to be more and more things. We gave us to something appear. to talk about. <laughs> That's a very good point. What did we? What was? Can you guys remember what we actually had as news in like the first couple of episodes? Do you remember what what was around that time? I'm gonna have to go back and have a listen because I can't remember what we. Even... Uh, it would have been like um, figure subscription service two with um, Bombardier. So you had that. Yeah, um, we, yeah, you, ha- you, yeah. You, you, you did have the Red Shadows, uh, I think, at that point with Larry Hammer, um, with the Robo Skull, you know, where they and first appeared, uh, and the Black Major. Yeah, there was tales of Roger in the in the attic. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, anyway, um, moving on. Tell me the tales of Roger. The another thing to mention about this is that we get another another thing to mention about this. <laughs> Uh, is that he's going to be uh, revealed, uh, Action Man that is, in ROM issue zero, which is on a free comic on free comic book day. So that's another really cool thing. And also with the ROM thing, that's tying in this whole universe that Hasbro are trying to, to do with, with all of these different franchises. So we're also getting like ROM is, is, is going to be like brought out by IDW as well. So we've got that as well to look forward to if that is something you're into. I, funnily enough, actually, since they since they mentioned that whole combined universe thing, I have been quite interested in seeing what IDW do with some of them because all of a sudden now we've got Mask comic around the corner, which is the next, <laughs> which is the next news item. Could a Mask comic be in the works at IDW? A report on Newsarama has appeared online claiming that IDW are working on a Mask comic series. The Mobile Armored Strike Command have been mentioned recently in a combined cinematic universe with G.I. Joe, Visionaries, Micronauts, and Rom the Space Knight in what could either be one of the most ridiculous ideas of the year or a masterstroke if it is pulled off. With that aside, a new comic series would be a great way of relaunching this lost brand and would be a much better platform to combine the other random franchises. Mask made a very brief and minimal comeback in 2008 when Specialist Tracker was released as a single-carded G.I. Joe figure. The homage was a welcome one, and many fans expected a Miles Mayhem follow-up in future waves. That didn't happen, and the brand has gone silent again since. The news of this comic series has appeared very popular, and hopefully it can breed more interest in seeing a toy line, cartoon series, or finally, a live-action movie. So, Mask Comic, in the works, IDW. What do we think about this one, guys? Is this something you guys were interested in? I love Mask, personally, but what about, what do you guys think? Uh, start with Eddie. Well, I, I never really... I, I did watch the cartoons... Um, as a kid. Man, 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 mask. Ma. 
think you there were so many cartoons i think you just watched everything yeah i never collected the toys okay say again okay oh i thought you called me gay gay oh thanks chris uh and uh, yeah i never collected the toys it's it's kind of something that i I wish i did and i've I've kind of i've been tempted over the years to start collecting but they are quite they're quite pricey aren't they yes it's a tempting line definitely well actually you can you can actually get a lot of the carded and sorry a lot of the boxed stuff at good prices like i managed to pick up um boulder hill in really really good condition in a really good box um it had been you like taken out and and used and stuff but it was still in really good nick and he'd broken it down and put it back in the box it wasn't you know you didn't have like the the uh inlay bits and all that kind of stuff but that was only 65 quid and it was in really really good condition so i think like you know that you can get fairly decent stuff when it comes to the sealed stuff um you might be kind of obviously venturing into a little bit more but you can still i think you can still kind of collect them in a you know reasonable fashion mm. i mean I've, I've been i've been picking them up loads over conventions like i i I could not help myself like it's it's just for me it's like really really tempting kind of uh packaging and the figures are great and the yeah. The vehicles have got so much play value to them. I've seen some of the hauls that you've had of it, and in no way, shape, or form have I felt jealous. <laughs> uh, brilliant! Apart I'm glad. From as soon as I, yeah, apart from as soon as I saw the hauls, <laughs> did, I, did I did I think I hate him? <laughs> well, I I know I you hate, hate him and his giant hair. I know you hate That's... me and my giant hair, which is very flat at the moment. I look I look like Mike Power because I've just got out of the shower. Which is what Justin said earlier on. So yes, that's. Oh, hang on, he, what, he's in the shower, are you? No, he was. He did the talky bit at the beginning, but he hasn't done it yet because he hasn't recorded it yet, technically. So I'm just talking as if things have happened in reality. They haven't yet. Do you, do you think, Dave, that with... Chris was, that Chris was actually saying that he's been showering with Justin, Justin Bell? Yeah. They've been yeah. having illicit sex. It's not illicit. It's just regular. But anyway, well, if, um, you, if you recall, right. Eddie, we were supposed to record what last night was it? You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris, Chris I can do a hot that. Date. I had a hot date with Justin Bell in the shower. <laughs> Justin's Bell in the shower. Anyway, it's all making sense. So mask. Yeah. Coming back to the mask. You were wearing a mask. Yep, I was wearing oh. a mask. It was called Spe- Dead Baby. It's called Spectrum. <laughs> it- <laughs> blaster. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> finger blaster. <laughs> What was um what was Slyrax's helmet called? Stiletto. Stiletto, yeah. Well, that's weird. I was wearing stilettos in the shower with Justin Bell having illicit sex. Uh, with finger blaster. Anyway, um coming back to mask, you guys don't really get comics, do you? I mean this is this is more my my kind of area. Will you be getting I, any of these I comics? I do understand comics. No, but <laughs> will you be buying them? Sorry? Some of them are quite funny, you know. Um Jimmy Carr's not bad. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um Peter yeah, Kay, he's I, pretty I, good, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's solid. I do like Lee Evans' slapstick. <laughs> the way he falls yeah. over, what the way he falls over is is rather marvellous, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so moving on from the mask comic. Oh, I'll tell you what, Les Dawson's Les Dawson. He was a, he oh, was a funny he, he was a classic. Said nobody ever. That's not true. No, he was. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was funny. He really, I, like, uh, I like the fact he could play the piano out of tune, but you could still understand what song it was. That was amazing to me. But uh, wonderful comics. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I do get comics, Frank, Frankie Howard. Stay. So Kindle Worlds. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Next news item. On Kindle World's G.I. Joe Legacy Book 3, Whisper is now available. The third installment of G.I. Joe Legacy is now available on Kindle Worlds. Written by yours truly and following on from Jim Beard's Adventure Team Marcus and Bill Nedro's Stiletto, the Legacy series moves into the neon 90s with Whisper. It's April 1993 and Cobra Commander's personal assassin Whisper has traveled to a remote Indonesian island to continue her training. Dr. Mindbender and a small group of Cobra operatives join her, continuing some research long thought abandoned, unaware that a secret team of G.I. Joe infiltrators has landed and is preparing to strike. As it all comes crashing down, Whisper may be the only one who can save the day, but when she runs across a mysterious young man, it seems like there are more questions than answers. She suspects she can explain it all, if only she could get him to speak. There's only one more book to be released for the full series when Troy Osgood delivers Cobra Blackjack. You can pick up all three current installments from the Kindle World site right now. So what are you waiting for, soldier? Go get them. Moving on <laughs> to Kindle Worlds. And we have the Giorgio Legacy Book 3, Whisper, now available. That's Justin Bell's book. So we're not really going to talk much about this because it's Justin. What does he ever do for us, right? Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Exactly. Doesn't even make the damn thing available in the UK. Um, <laughs> I know. I really want to read these books, but can't because I can't read. You no. can. You're like in Vegas now. It doesn't matter. My phone, which is still a UK phone, I cannot get the Amazon Kindle. You must have some horrific bills. Yeah, I do. I do I've actually got a burner phone, like I'm a drug dealer. Oh, I know, more wow. like a prostitute. But um, we call you McLeod Two Phones now. Yeah, Chrissy, Chrissy Two Phones. <laughs> <laughs> you want the job done? Get Chrissy Two Phones. Get Chrissy Two Phones. He'll, he'll f***ing do it for you. No problem. Give me that f***ing shooter. He's on the blower. He's on, he's he's on, on the two blower. blowers. He's on two blowers, mate. We call him Chrissy Two Blowers. He's talking to himself and he's f***ing listening to himself. He's a f***ing weirdo. Get the f***ing shooter. Give me that shooter. Anyway, yes. Uh, so, Justin, well done. Your book's out. No one cares. Raid Action Force? Are you crazy? Yes, we are. So, stop. Uh, okay, the next news item. I'm just kidding. Uh, Justin, we can't... I can't wait to read it as soon as you make it available for us, you silly bastard. You mass wells looking <laughs> So anyway, love you, Justin. Keep up with the good work, and we will try and get hold of those Kindle Worlds books and try and read them because we can't read. Moving on to the next news segment, which is... Prime One Studio has acquired the license to produce G.I. Joe statues. While there has been no official formal announcement that I'm aware of, it would appear as if Prime One Studios has acquired the license to produce statues based on the G.I. Joe brand, likely within the one-third or one-fourth scale. Prime One is currently working with several other licenses, including Warner Brothers Batman vs. Superman, the Michael Bay Transformers universe, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just to name a few. Details are not forthcoming as of yet, but in the Prime One Collector's Facebook group, Kevin Loke, who appears to work for the company, made the announcement and has solicited some input as to which character collectors would like to see. Curiously, he states that the license is confirmed, but I have not yet seen it announced anywhere. Maybe I missed it, or maybe the news is still to come. Time will tell, and hopefully what we see from Prime One proves more sustainable as some previous entries into the statuary market have been. Now obviously, until we hear this confirmed by Hasbro, it must be treated as a rumor, but there certainly seems to be some truth to it. Big thanks to YT74 on Twitter for the news. I'm not that fussed because I'm not really a statue collector and it doesn't really bother me that much. What about you guys? Are you? Is this something that you're interested in? Or I'm, I, I don't know. No. Eddie, no. Dave. It went down like this. 
I once bought uh, Gentle Giant Star Wars busts, and I thought they were really cool. I bought three all at once. I had Luke X-Wing, the original Han Solo, and uh, Leia as Bosch. I was really happy. I put them all out on a shelf, and Chloe just went, why the f*** you got those? <laughs> and then they went back in a box, and I sold them. Amazing. So Chloe destroyed you then. But... Um, yeah, um, I I was trying to justify saying, well, these these, these are kind of cool, and she was like, no, I, I they're they're creepy and horrible, you know. She was like, fine with like helmets, <laughs> um, you know, and props and things like that, and artwork, uh, but she she was like totally dead against that side of things. In ter- not not so much sculpture, but like that as, yeah. as an embodiment. Um, and in a weird way, she probably did me a massive favour because like, Gentle Giant then went on to make about a zillion of those things and yeah, I probably yeah. would have ended up trying to get them all. Yeah. So, yeah, I've never really... Nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't... This is not something I would buy, if I'm honest. That's fair enough. Totally cool that the... It's, again, coming back to that, it's a new licence, it's a new product development and stuff like that. I just hope that um they do it justice to yeah, like yeah. get the sales to make it worth their while and that they are happy and not that they just do one and it bombs and then that's it you know i i i, know, you know, I, I, I kind that, of that, get... that's a pot calling kettle back because i should support it but no but i know um, what you're saying because like in the like how many times have we seen the gi joe the brand used on countless countless kind of one time deals that just don't work because you know, no one's that. You know, they, they kind of come out. You think, oh, that look, they look pretty cool, but they they flop immediately. And it's happened so many times, especially with like the yeah. statue kind of area. Like, I mean, I've I've gone into so many comic book shops and like uh, collectible stores and stuff, like in both in the UK, US, and that you'll always see like display cabinets with like really like some really old kind of busts or the statues of of like those really old ones that you remember, like. Even like the, the Transformer G.I. Joe crossover ones and Snake Eyes hanging from the Cobra crest and, and things like that. And you just think, what you know, they, they, they never really catch on. They never really sell lo- loads and loads or at least enough to keep the kind of contract going. So I hope that they do well, but I just it's just not my wheelhouse, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I, I like G.I. Joe and action force because of the articulation the play value the display you know how they you know how they look like you know as as those kind of action figures i'm not that into the kind of still statue because it never changes it's just the same thing the whole time just stays there and and that can get a little bit boring i hope they do well but i can't see it personally i I just um and i would love to to support something like this but i don't know like it's just not something that that really grabs me and never has done with statues but we never know we could see some amazing things and it could change my mind and hopefully that does that is the last of the news so thanks justin you can uh, tell everyone to f- off now just kidding <laughs> and that's the news brought to you by generalsjoes.com
As always, you can keep up with the show after listening to us by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. And if you would like to contact the show, you can write to us via email on thefullforce at allthecoolstuff.co.uk with feedback, questions, vicious scathing criticisms or just insults. You can view content regarding the show on www.thefullforce.com. All the Cool Stuff is a proud sponsor of The Full Force. Come visit our store near the New Forest in Hampshire for the latest toy collectibles, including G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, Masters of the Universe, and Lego. We also stock a large inventory of vintage toys too, including Action Force, from loose figures and accessories to carded and boxed vehicles. I can see the whites of their beady little eyes. Looking to sell your toy collection? All the Cool Stuff will buy and convert your toys into cash. You can call the store within the UK on 01425 650696 or if calling from outside the UK, don't forget to add the international dialing code first of 44. You can visit us online at www.allthecoolstuff.co.uk or email if you have a specific inquiry, sales at allthecoolstuff.co.uk. In Demand Toys are an independent toy shop located in Norwich, Norfolk in the United Kingdom. Specialising in a large range of new and pre-owned toys, they cover a number of brands such as Star Wars, Marvel, Transformers, G.I. Joe and many, many more. You can order direct from their website at idtoys.co.uk or send them an email to shop at idtoys.co.uk if you want to sell your collections or just have a general inquiry. Alternatively, you can visit their shop at the Dixon Shopping Centre on the Reefham Road in Norwich. As well as being one of the best independent toy shops around, they are now a proud sponsor of The Full Force. been around the online G.I. Joe community in the past few weeks, you couldn't help but notice the uh, Save G.I. Joe hashtag flying around out there, and it all kind of stems from Toy Fair 2016 and some uncertainty within the brand. Now, some confusion emerged over the past few weeks based on a post by His Tank, which stated that Hasbro confirmed at Toy Fair that there would be no 50th anniversary type line sold at Toys R Us this year. I don't consider this news very surprising. Hasbro did go on to confirm that there would be a Comic-Con exclusive, and that they were committed to getting the fan vote winner Stiletto at the collectors as well. Beyond that, pretty much nada. Many Joe fans leapt to the attack, citing a tweet from Entertainment News International that seemed to say there would be a G.I. Joe presence at retail this year, but in fact, that tweet merely said a few reveals would be a Joe-Con. I consider an SDCC set or two, and the Stiletto release a few reveals to be sure. At this point, as it has been said several times in recent years, the future of G.I. Joe as a retail brand remains murky. The one main difference now is that while G.I. Joe at retail was sketchy, we at least had the Collector's Club to fall back on, which is generally good for 30 to 40 releases per year, a nice healthy number. Now as we push forward towards 2016 and 2017, not only is retail looking unhealthy, but we can officially confirm that the Collector's Club is off the brand as well. In two emails from FunPub regarding the TFCC and GIJCC, we were told that the club would be ending their contract with both franchises on December 31st, 2016. The worrying thing for the G.I. Joe brand was the lack of information regarding the future. The two emails read very differently and contained the following information. 
from the Transformers Collectors Club email, all memberships will end December 31st, 2016. Hasbro looks forward to sharing new plans for the Collectors Club with you in the future. From the G.I. Joe Collectors Club email, all memberships will end December 31st, 2016. Nothing about any kind of Hasbro announcement or any sort of indication of future events to celebrate the G.I. Joe brand. Some might say that's a sign of bad things to come, but I think the G.I. Joe community really needs to take this as an opportunity. We need to show that we really want some kind of G.I. Joe Club or convention representation. We need to prove to Hasbro that our fandom counts too, even though we don't love a billion dollar franchise like Transformers. The fact is Hasbro would not exist as a company right now if not for G.I. Joe. Do they owe us something? Of course not. But I feel like they owe the brand something. And for once, maybe we should look past simply the bottom line and do something for the fans who have supported them not for just years, but decades. Let Hasbro know how you feel. Write them a letter to Hasbro Incorporated, 1027 Newport Avenue, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, 02862, or ping them on Twitter at Hasbro News. The most important thing is be respectful. But I think it's pretty clear to me that Hasbro at large doesn't think G.I. Joe is even worth considering the future of, and that doesn't sit well with me. Hopefully I'm not alone. I have hundreds of friends in the G.I. Joe community that I would have never met without JoeCon. This isn't just about toys, it's about friends, family, and a little bit of joy in our lives. It's just one small weekend a year where we ask that G.I. Joe maybe be one of the priorities for a change. I don't think that's too much to ask, but we need to convince Hasbro of this fact. It's on us. However you can do it, do it. It's evident from the email above that plans don't appear to be set in stone for 2017 for the G.I. Joe side of the house. We may be able to change some minds. If you're passionate about it, do something about it. I know I will. Let's try to come together on this. And along the same lines, there's been an online petition to try and save JoeCon as well. Friend of the show and new member of What's on Joe Mind podcast, Joe Colton, has started an online petition via change.org to save JoeCon. As we have just mentioned, the future of the brand itself is hanging in the balance, and with the changes happening with the FunPub contract, JoeCon will also end with this year's show. It is a good opportunity to make some noise as a fan community to show Hasbro that the convention is worth continuing in some respect. It also feels necessary due to the lack of information we have had in regards to the future of the line. The petition is making the rounds on Facebook, and you can find the link posted on a number of pages, including ours. We'll also add a link to the show notes so you can sign in from there as well. Let's try to save G.I. Joe. Absolutely. The Action Force program is a drain on our resources. We must cut their funding in half. Access granted to classified data. Uh, now, a bit of a special one this time, because in the last episode we looked at the Action Force, the movie, and had a right old laugh as we heard massively awesome redubs of the audio for the UK audience. Now, in early 1986, Hasbro Director released a, released a mail order Sergeant Slaughter figure and immortalised him as a member of the G.I. Joe team. The famous wrestler also voiced his own character in the cartoons, filmed promotional TV spots and intros for some of the cartoons, and served as, served as the spokesman for the G.I. Joe adverts from 1987 to 1990. So we have, in the States, Sarge coming out, not as a gay. Following that, the Sarge got another run in the toys as he was released with his Triple T tank in 1986. Meanwhile, in the UK, or two years later, we got the character as a figure with the Triple T tank in 1988. 
Despite the fact that children in the UK knew of the existence of Sergeant Slaughter due to the popularity of WWF WWE, the name was deemed too violent for a young British audience and was subsequently changed for the completely non-suggestive and much more palatable Sergeant Slammer. The figure came with a baton and was exclusively packaged with the Triple T Tank or Tag Team Terminator, which was an homage to his wrestling career. Our version of the tank came boxed with the same artwork as the US G.I. Joe version with the exception of the Action Force International Heroes logo, Slammer instead of Slaughter and a few elements of small print in different places. Added to that, the decals on the artwork are different as well. For example, the USA decal, flag and G.I. Joe logo are removed on the UK version as well as the Sergeant Slaughter decal on the front right side of the vehicle. So that's the kind of info for the Triple T tank. Let's talk about Slammer now and the actual figure himself. Eddie, would you like to go through his from codename and bio and just take us through the Sarge? Codename, Sergeant Slammer, drilling instructor. Lols. Uh, yes, drilling instructor, <laughs> boom. Uh, file name, classified, top secret. Primary military specialty is infantry uh, slash drill instructor. Lols. Uh, secondary military speciality is survival trainer. Birth, Paris Island, South Carolina. Grade E7 sergeant. So the bio is all action force soldiers are super tough and they've been through the roughest, most grueling training to become the most skillful specialists in the world. It takes the master of drill training to weld such brilliant yet undisciplined talent into the most stout and honourable positions in the mobile strike force. That master and heavy duty headman is none other than Sergeant Slammer, the toughest American tag wrestling action force could recruit. Sergeant Slammer thinks uh, it's his professional mission to kick every backside in the camp. Or drill every backside in the camp. He can drill his trainees into the Put it in the Slammer house. Listen to this. He can drill his trainees into the ground for 72 hours straight before he breaks a sweat. Before he breaks a chicken sweat. Yeah. His favourite pastime is marching over the boys' backs with his giant whilst pushing his fingers into their anuses. No, while they do finger push-ups in the mud and screaming uh, what's that? Verbalities. Yeah, it's not a real word. It just they just did it for the uh, for Sergeant Slammer. Cheers. Uh, he has uh, he has been known to ride. <laughs> he has been known to ride his tank through enemy fortresses rather than blow them up <laughs> just because it's more fun. <laughs> they say, <laughs> they say he uh, he uh, nails and spits out. 0.303 bullets. They say he cleans his teeth with barbed wire, brushes his hair with a rat tail file, <laughs> shapes with a blow lamp. Everything and everywhere is a battlefield to Sergeant Slammer. That's amazing, isn't it? Isn't that one of the best cards ever written for anything ever? I, yeah. I really get the feeling that was they wrote that with a lot of sexual innuendo. Um, yeah. What makes you say that? Uh, boy, he, boys' backs, wait, drills, finger push-ups. He, drill, he drills them yeah. into the ground. It was hilarious. But okay, so the Sarge. Um, did you guys have this as a kid? Um, no, I, I, I didn't. If I'm honest. Sad. Uh, I only, I only became aware of him 
from the first time I watched the Action Force cartoon. Yeah. I can't remember which one. It may, it may have been the movie. Yeah. And that was the first exposure I had to him. Nice. Dave? Very similar story. First exposure to him was... Well, actually, I think I, I, I caught up on him in the comics first, where he was like the sort of secondary strip in the weekly comic from Marvel. But I then got Action Force movie for Christmas, and he was in that. And I actually remember quite vividly John Menzies in Bournemouth. You went down into the basement, and they had like a, it was an awesome toy department that they had. Yeah. Um, and and for anybody who's outside the UK, John Menzies was effectively like a news agent. They weren't like a toy retailer, but you know some of them had like toy sections. And I went down there, and it was in there, and I was like, oh wow, that's really cool. And I remember picking it up and then thinking no it's not it's actually pretty crap Uh, and i remember it's one of those things i remember i was just really massively disappointed because he didn't look any different to any other gi joe figure in fact he didn't kind of like even live up to how he should look like and then the 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 triple t tank just i don't know i i just lost all interest in him at that point when I actually saw the toy. Well, the actual the actual tank itself is a bit of a doorstop, isn't it? And it's totally unprotected. Again, classic G.I. Joe. Uh, but and yeah, and the figure's a little bit kind of skinnier and scrawnier than the than the T V version, isn't it? It's like you kind of wanted it to be like a huge hench kind of guy. Kind of like in the road pig kind of style size. But yeah, I <clears throat> I see what you're saying on that one. I mean I had I had quite fond memories of him when we used to kiss and caress each No, when... Because um, <laughs> obviously, like, I I remember getting the figure... Actually, I say fond memories. I have a bit of a crap memory. I dropped his baton in the carpet at my auntie's house when I first got I got that and the water moccasin as, um, you know, on that, that particular... It was either Christmas or birthday. I can't remember what it was. And I dropped his baton in the carpet, gone. Never saw that again. I was absolutely gutted. So he even and he didn't even have any like accessories. It was just that. It was just a little stick. That was all he had. So um, yeah, he didn't. For drilling. Qu- yeah, exactly for drilling finger finger drilling the kids uh, on their backs. So the toy itself is as close to the Sumbo Universe character as it in that it's got the vest. He's got the the same. You know, the, the the actual look is the same. It's just the body structure that's that's different. It was uh, slightly unique though, um, and it was it was it was technically different to other GI Joe figures. There was the new mold, obviously. The only large element of it was his upper arms to make it look like he had massive biceps. But he did have a quite feminine waist, didn't he? The previous Mailaway Sarge figure was never available to us in the UK, so this was our first real experience with the head, chest, and arms mold. Uh, there was a camo variation in the US for this particular figure that didn't make its way to the British Isles. As far as I'm aware, we only got the one version that has a more frequent pattern. The variation has much less of the dark green pattern. So, moving through the years, we get a second version of the Sarge and a much more fitting vehicle. Now, in 1988, the USA, Sergeant Slaughter got his third release as the driver of the Warthog, AIFV, or Amphibious Infantry Fighting Vehicle, 
We had to wait another two years to get our G.I. Joe the Action Force version with Sergeant Slammer, and it was well worth it. Where the Triple T tank had its disadvantages in a combat situation, the Warthog more than made up for that with an almost impervious outer structure and cover hatches for the driver, co-driver and machine gunner at the front of the beast. There were two gullwing hatches at the rear of the vehicle that could be opened to reveal a six-person troop transport hold, complete with seat bars to keep everyone snug as a bug, an itty bitty ditty bug i'm sorry i had to say that in terms of weapons it was reasonably equipped two gigantic two-stage torpedo missiles perched above the troop transport hold ready for deployment a shipboard machine gun on the right hand side next to one of the rear circular hatches and four grenade launchers two each on either side of the vehicle finally it moved on fake tank tracks that hid four wheels allowing the toy to be mobile Additional fun features were the removable engine panel at the front, towing peg at the rear, communications antenna, lips over the treads in the back to allow more troops to stand on, and a wonderful warthog eyes and teeth decal for added intimidation. Now, this for me was an awesome vehicle. I'm not sure about you guys, but I absolutely played the crap out of this. What about you guys? Did you have the warthog? Is this something that you enjoyed and played with? I never had the warthog. Oh... No, I, 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 I was uh, firmly out of it by this point. So I didn't even know it existed until I, you know, came back into this lark. Oh, how sad! I bought a collection off a guy down in Exeter, and it was it was a brilliant. It was an e- eBay job lot, and it was like collection only. And so he had literally like no bids at all because it was like tons and tons of stuff. So I thought, ah, oh, it, and you know, it was like a hundred pounds or whatever, and I drove down there. So it was like a two-hour drive, and it was crazy. I just literally like filled up my car with all of this amazing stuff, of which there was a warthog in there. And I remember like, what is this? You know, it's like this, this, this is pretty cool. And then I was pleasantly surprised to find out it was um, a vehicle that was tied in with Sergeant Slaughter. But I just thought it was really cool that it opens up and you got like can put all the guys in there and, and that, you know, it was, it was just like one of those things as I came back into this as a sort of a, a toy collecting hobby. And it yeah. was probably around the sort of same time that Eddie and I started, you know, sort Kissing. of like met one another oh, right. yeah, sure. on, on, on online and stuff like that. You know, we're talking sort of like... Match.com. 2000 and <laughs> Tinder. 2008, 2009, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it, it, was, it was on Badu, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, Bebo. It, yeah, it, was, it was really cool. <laughs> MySpace. Friends Reunited. That kind of stuff, right? Sorry, yeah. Exactly. No, it was a, it was a kick up. Did, Eddie, did you have this? Did you have the Warthog? No, kind of similar to Dave, really, on that. Yeah, you were out of it by then. Came back in, realised that it existed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I won one on eBay for about ten quid. Nice. Uh, and, and it was like it arrived, and I thought, wow, this is actually a, a really super cool toy. But at the time, I, I didn't know it existed. So, um, yeah. Cool. Similar to similar to Dave. So there are some interesting variations on the box. Uh, in 1990, the UK version of the GI Joe brand was changed from Action Force International Heroes to GI Joe the Action Force. This was an attempt to integrate the GI Joe branding into the UK. This transition was highlighted in a mini comic that came with the 1990 release UK figures, which I still haven't been able to find any evidence of. I feel like I've dreamt this, but I'm pretty sure this happened. No. No, 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 because we've talked about it. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I, I can't find it anywhere online. And obviously, the one that I have, the ones that I have, 
are in storage in the UK, so I can't actually get to any. Have you got any at hand? I will find it for you. Thanks. Dig it out and take a picture because we can put that in the show notes. I'm pretty sure I hadn't dreamt it, but it just it just felt like I couldn't because I couldn't find anything online about it. So I'll, I'll tell you why because it's not like an actual story. It's more like an advert because it's about yeah. two pages long. Oh yeah, it's really short. Totally, totally. But I remember them in like a valley or like a ravine, like you know, like a whole, uh, like literally the entire force. And they're then the then they're in like a boardroom talking about it as I discussing what they should change like you know the fact they should kind of be bringing all of the different countries together and all this kind of stuff that's my vague recollection of it but uh, like i said if you yeah. can if you can take a picture of it dave and i'll uh yeah we'll um put that in the show notes so on the warthog box we see this new logo and tagline used and we see that the aifv or amphibious infantry fighting vehicle has been removed altogether the uk version simply says warthog in a white font as opposed to the yellow used on the us box the box art and decals on the box art stay the same because G.I. Joe is now in the main title. There are a few small print differences, as you can imagine, but another significant difference is the way Sergeant Slammer slash Slaughter is depicted to the right of the box. On the US version, there is a window that shows the actual figure, and on the UK version, it is a fake window that shows an image of the action figure. Also, Sergeant Slammer is written in a large, bold font on the UK version, with the US opting for a smaller and longer explanation of includes Warthog driver Sergeant Slaughter with swivel arm battle grip, lols, with finger push up up your battle grip. Both boxes show the Sarge driving, hardball in the co-driver spot, repeater in the gunner position, and spearhead, hit and run, and lightfoot exiting the craft via the rear door. So we'll put those pictures up on the on the show notes as well so you can actually have a look at them. This particular vehicle was one of my favourites as a kid. The play value was immense. It looked incredible. At that point in time, we'd only seen a handful of vehicles that transported troops. It wasn't the main function of the vehicle, really, but it was an option that was there as a beach landing-style assault craft. We'd had the APC, the ATC already. A year before the Warthog was released in the UK, there was a Night Scrambler in the US. That was the Night Force version of the APC. But there needed to be an upgrade in that department, and the Warthog was it. Very rarely was a toy created for G.I. Joe that didn't have some kind of driver or passenger protection, with the exception of a lot of designs that were directly modelled on actual military vehicles, but the Warthog was very practical indeed, heavily armoured, protected, the driver and two co-drivers could drop inside the vehicle, close their hatches. The only issues I could see were the gunner would have to be exposed to shoot the weapon with no shield, and two gigantic two-stage torpedo missiles stood out like a sore thumb in bright yellow deco. Other than that, the toy was awesome and a perfect upgrade for the new look Sarge. Now, Dave, can you take us through version 2 Sergeant Slammer for us, please? Codename, Sergeant Slammer. Drill instructor, Lols. file name, classified top secret. Serial number, 817-76-8179. Can, can, also... can I stop you there for yeah. a second? What were you going to say? I was going to say, that's also your pin, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Why it's that long, I'll never know. No, the, the serial number changes slightly from the first version to the second version and I was always kind of wondered about that so the first one is 81776981 and this one is what is it 81776 just seems really weird <laughs> it just yeah you're right it is a bit but um I just it's just it's just very much like why change it any ideas no. no. Okay. I was going to say, 
maybe it's to do with like they actually have to give like a skew but that, that really doesn't matter on this sort of thing maybe it's just a typo yeah there's only one person that could probably um... <laughs> <laughs> there's only one person that could possibly answer that question and I, you know and if you ask Larry, he'll just like say, he'll, he'll have forgotten. Yeah, exactly. No worries. He, he might not have even made that sort of stuff up. That might have been added in by Hasbro. Well, continue then, Dave. Continue reading the rest of it because it's been updated, obviously, clearly since. Okay, so primary military specialty. He is uh, infantry and drill instructor. Occasionally, <laughs> he is drilling <laughs> in the. Secondary military specialty is Warthog, A-I-F-V, driver, sometimes also known as... <laughs> um, place of birth, he's still in uh, from Paris Island, South Carolina. Grade E7 sergeant, bio. There are differences in this one slightly. Uh, sergeant Slammer's the only drill instructor with full authorization to drive the new amphibious assault machine, the Warthog AIFV. Though all G.I. Joe personnel are capable of driving the vehicle, only the Sarge knows to beat on it <laughs> and get the most out of it. That's why he's the head D.I. Because he knows exactly how to break in something new. Sergeant Slammer thinks it's his personal mission to kick the butt of every boot in Pendleton. Random. This guy can drill his trainees into the ground for 72 <laughs> hours straight before he breaks a sweat. Chicken's his right. favourite pastime is marching over the boys' backs while they do finger push-ups in the mud and spewing <laughs> up beautiful, bru- brutal beautiful verbalities. Beautiful <laughs> Spewing out Jim Butel verbalities. <laughs> New Joyzy. New Joyzy. Whenever he gets behind the wheel of the warthog, he's like a raging bull in a china shop, tearing up everything in his path. He runs through the gauntlet, hammering at it and crushing it to the ground as if it were another wet-behind-the-ears recruit. Lols. He's got to be that way because no one's going to cut you a break on the battlefield. If it's not as tough as he is, he doesn't want it. Amazing. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the second version. Now, this one, again, looking different to the first one. What did you think of this version of the figure? Do you think it's improved or, or what 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 how, give me your thoughts on this one i don't like it as much as the other one you like the original kind of great <laughs> i was waiting for that well not just that but you don't even like the original one so that no, leaves this one because because from, from this point i was like out of the loop and then you know they kind of made him look a bit more sensible but kind of still looks strange i'm probably going to get loads of hate mail for this not that we ever read any of it but like um... <laughs> <laughs> hate messages we'll have to call it hate messages i think more so than or eddie's fan mail <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, I'm a very positive from man. roger <laughs> very positive man i like that one um yeah i uh, i prefer the first one okay that's fair enough um eddie what about yourself well he's very brown <laughs> and he looks like he looks like a math teacher. I like that. So, yeah, spewing yeah. brutal verbalities in the math. The math? Yes. In the math session. 
and fingering whilst walking across children's backs. <laughs> well, Did in, I not understand why, probably? Or? Well, in my opinion, and it, uh, that's just what it is, uh, the ver- this version of the character was an excellent upgrade to the UK's first version of the figure. The basic black muscle vest, camo pants and military boots were replaced with a more complex get-up that still harked back to the original design. The vest is far more practical with a bandolier and moulded machete on the front left side. There is a classic red shoulder padding seen on a number of characters in the past, like Roadblock and Low Light off the top of my head, and he comes with a removable hat. This was the main issue I had with the original and they nailed it with this design. The hat fits perfectly and stays on even with vigorous play or fingering. The colour scheme is completely different as well, going from the black and standard camo to tan brown and green. The fingerless gloves complete the makeover and make him look a little bit like a gardener. But yes, um, I, uh, I I was a big fan of this one. In, I like the, the upgrade as well. I, I felt like he, he kind of needed it. Um, but in the and we did see it in the Deke cartoon, I believe that that upgrade version. Um, but yeah, love that figure, love that vehicle, and played the crap out of it. Right, moving on, we will see Sarge now in other media such as comics and cartoons. So, as Dave mentioned earlier on, his appearances in the comic in the Marvel comic, he did have them, but he wasn't in it for very long or for not as much as a lot of the other characters his main focus um was where he appeared in the cartoon that's where we get some absolutely superb overdubs as well for action force audiences so arise the pencil arise was the first time we saw the drill instructor when he's called upon to help whip the team into shape after they slip into complacency following a lean period from cobra he turns up in his Triple T tank just as the Bats are getting the upper hand in a battle with Action Force at their HQ. He destroys them all single-handedly, much to the surprise of the team. I'm keeping it Action Force for obvious reasons. Do you guys remember that, and did you enjoy that particular cartoon? It was ridiculous. Go on, Dave. It's not one I saw. I know it was one of the ones Arise, Serpent, or Arise was available as a dub, but I never got to see that. Many years later, I saw like the original G.I. Joe version where it was like packaged in, you know, with those um, multi packs. Yeah. And you had, you know, and each one was like, you know, the uh, Pyramids of Darkness and so on and so forth. But yeah, seeing that, it was just like, oh, man. You know, why clone all these other people? Why don't you just clone him alone and then, you know, make him evil? Yep, that would be the easy way out. Um, just to give the listeners a heads up, because obviously they'll never have seen Arise Spent to Arise, lols. Dr. Mindbumder realises that Cobra is in need of a better leader. By the way, I'm calling him Mindbumder from now on. Than Cobra Commander and has a dream about creating a new leader using DNA, obviously. This leads him into tracking down and stealing the DNA from the most brilliant military minds in history. During a failed extraction of Sun Tzu's DNA, Sergeant Slammer is used in his place and after a failed cloning attempt, Cobra finally successfully creates Serpentor. Ironically, Serpentor is defeated when he tries to take over Washington and the episode ends with Action Force winning the battle, but not without huge damage to the city. So, yes, mental. Um, I really did used to love this video, though, and I must have watched it about a million times. I felt like everything I ever learned was from a G.I. Joe cartoon. How mental is that? But it does make a lot of sense, I suppose, doesn't it? Because I'm not that intelligent. Um, I learned about DNA from from Action Force and G.I. Joe. I learned about um, what else I learned? cloning. I learned about... That's about it, actually. That beachhead sits in a tomb. Yes, that you can um, survive a crushed building by getting into a coffin. And yeah. then smells because didn't they reference his bad 
yeah, hygiene yeah, in that, that one yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, something about needing a shower or something. Yeah. Kind of have a, I have a question for Dave. Dave, where did you learn about DNA and cloning? Um, well, considering I've always existed, <laughs> they they effectively take my essence out of one and put it into another. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> It was actually one of my sister's science books. Now this sounds much worse than it is. Yep. Um, but I, she had like this book that was or, or like biology, and I was fascinated. I'd always like show my mates. Is it the joy of sex? Like this picture in 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 it where there was like a two-headed snake, and it was all about you know it was like a mutant snake, you know, and it was it was like a black and white picture. But in there, it was then like, talking about cloning Dolly the sheep and stuff like that so at an early age i understood the not like the, the the science behind it but i i got what it was if that makes sense yeah it wasn't like at school it was actually through because i'm the the youngest of three it was it was one of my sister's biology books but principally because it had this picture of a two-headed snake which i thought was like the coolest thing ever that you then sort of like kind of through that read some of the other bits and learned a little bit cool I literally just learned about it in GIJ. That was it. That was that. I just got yeah. all of my teaching from the GIJ cartoons. Probably from uh, reading a book called Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that played a part in it actually. So I would suggest that Chris's education for someone who's a teacher is potentially damaging. <laughs> oh yeah. That um, I must admit, I I have um, I have learned about DNA since then also uh, yeah, but, but you, that that formed the basis DNA. that formed the basis of it well chris your dna knowledge as we all know has simply come from when the police have had to take <laughs> it from. i've spread my dna around a lot i'll have you know <laughs> doing yeah. it now yes. um your, your your duvet covers are covered in your dna i could clone myself from uh, one of my duvet covers <laughs> like, a, like a team of chris bats Anywho, um, so that that appearance of the Sarge morphs into the G.I. Joe the movie in the US in 1987 and Action Force the movie in the UK in 1988. Uh, so the UK version has some of the most hilarious overdubs in animation history. If you want to hear them, listen to our Action Force the movie special DVD commentary episode for some major lols. Everybody knows the movie, so we won't get into this. We'll just say the Sarge gets a lot of screen time and is pivotal in the plot. Yeah, so, and, and plus, we have just done this episode, so if you are interested, just go and listen to that. It's only another 12 hours of your life, right? <laughs> it's only another couple of hours of your life. Okay, so that is the Sarge, in a nutshell, as a figure, character, uh, in other media and so on and so forth let's move on to boss fight builds where eric has got a pretty cool build to show us domex the bet is activating action forces weapons Now that you know, the boss has decided to bring you in with us. 
into our own little club. Boss Fight Builds is a brand new segment with modern era figures that are on the agenda. Custom kit bashing without the need for cash and painted on heads to remove vintage tashes. So join Eric, Dave, Andrew and Katrina as they explain how they made cesspool meaner or how to create the SAS squad leader or any of the Action Force characters in the era. So make a cup of tea, sit back and relax while Boss Fight applies the decals and paint apps. Switch around legs, crotches, arms and heads, helmets, guns, knives, accessories and backpacks. This is the mission should you accept or not, no matter the weather, whether it's cold or hot. So remember if you customise or just enjoy the spot, it pays to know. The boss really likes you a lot. So we've looked at the Sarge in his many forms from a UK perspective, and now we have another great boss fight builds with the awesome Eric Aranya. Eric has kindly knocked up a pretty incredible version of the Sarge in his Warthog Driver getup. Firstly, Eric, how are you, mate? How's things? Things are good. We're still clipping through uh, shipments Woo. for the Kickstarter folk, and uh, we should have the rest of the product very soon, And which means we will, right around the time we're finishing getting orders out for the first half of the shipping, yeah. uh, we will get the second half of the figures, and we will commence to start all over again. <laughs> Yay! And then, then, then Chad can get his figure finally. Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm leaving that in. I'm so leaving that in. I'm so leaving okay. that in. Um, I... <laughs> Sorry, I've lost it already. Um, okay, that's great. I've got my hacks figures. So, Eric, take us through your slammer. <laughs> Show us the. Uh, you'll talk about the uh, structure, I, I suppose, the base, because we've got pictures on uh, on the on the dock that we're looking at, the ones you sent me, basically, um, of the uh, naked, headless body. Chris, with, I, before I have a paint. question. I, I have a question for you before we continue. Okay. Um, you've managed to say several words like slammer and things like that, and you've managed to make it sound like you're in a porno. How have you managed <laughs> to achieve that? Because I'm very good at this job. Right, okay. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, so uh, take us through your slammer. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'll tell you, I originally started with a completely different build than where I ended up. Yeah. What was I, it, an 18 fan? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be a completely different build, though. Teddy's <laughs> <laughs> spot on. <laughs> I had a... <laughs> Was it a semi-detached in Liverpool? Did you start with that? <laughs> Eric's been working on his portfolio. <laughs> uh, sorry, Eric. Oh, Karen. <laughs> He's working on his architecture portfolio. Uh, sorry, carry on. Um, it's a good start. This is a good start. <laughs> I had a... I'll tell you, just 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 for some background on this, um, way back when Wayne Park and I first started working on the uh, Slaughter's Marauders 7-pack. Oh, nice. We had, uh, originally we were going to have Sergeant Slaughter in it, and oh. um, that's, he, he eventually got replaced by Footloose, and then he, the, the, who then got replaced by Falcon. Falcon, oh wow. So when you were going to have Sarge, was he going to be in his Warthog gear or his Triple T gear? He was... 
he was going to be in his warthog gear. What we were going nice. to do is we were, we were going to use this the San Diego Sergeant Slaughter figure as he was, and we were going to sculpt a new a new vest for him. Wow. His colors were still going to be Sergeant Slaughter's mara- like Marauders colors. Wow. He wasn't going to be he wasn't going to be decoed like the Warthog one, but we were going to give him the That's the Warthog vest. Brilliant. Just, but then what happened was Sergeant Slaughter Sergeant Slaughter at the time wasn't working for WWE and that's that was why John Warden and Daryl DePriest were able to get him into the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. Yeah. So but because he was so hard to get, we were going to put him back out, we were going to make him a little different, give him a completely different deco and then like get him back out there for everybody to get a chance to have one because the, the Sergeant Slaughter figure is one of the more rare yeah. uh modern GI Joe figures. And um then what we did, but then he got sick at the time and had no insurance so wwe hired him like created a position for him which is very cool of them to do yeah and hired him back so then we had like there was literally a like four to six month window where we could make a figure of him and john and daryl got right in and got it which was awesome and then we missed it oh no (laughs) (laughs) well done so yeah, so we um because we missed it, then then we replaced it with Footloose, and then we pulled Footloose out because the club was doing Footloose that year. So right. we uh, that's why Falcon ended up in there. On a side note, Eric, the Footloose that you were going to use was it going to be the same build as the one that the club came up with, or did you have a different idea with his structure as well? Well, Dave Proctor sculpted the Footloose head for the club. Yeah. So yeah, we were probably just going to reuse that head and helmet, and then just do either the either a sim um. I, Honestly, Wayne and I would have changed the build up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we, I would never... I, I like their build, but I would never have used that torso and that harness sure. on a figure. I would, that, those would have never been my choices for that figure. I, that, I did like that Footloose, but I, I, I see, I see oh, what, no, you're it's, it's I did, really I see what you're saying. It's really good. And I don't, I don't hate the torso. It's more the um the harness that I can't stand. Yeah. That, that weird Falcon... That 25th anniversary Falcon harness with all the tiny details. Like, yeah. It's got a tiny radio. Like he would break that if he picked it up. <laughs> like, oh God, the... It's like everything on it's so like awkwardly small. I and I I think especially well, especially after seeing Falcon's arms last week. Yeah, those massive meaty bifters. He was more than enough to me. He was the yes, Eddie Inman's yeah. body sculpt. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they, even even to the bit where uh, the undercarriage is moulded similar <laughs> to mine as well. All grundle, no fundle. All grundle, oh yeah. Just a just a little blue All knot, gr- you know, a little tiny blue knot. All grundle is the best code name. Oh. <laughs> Operation Grundle Sling. Grundle Sling and all grundle, grundle team. Grundle Stiltskin. I'll Grun- be Grundle Grun- Stiltskin. Grun- the Grundle Slingers. That's amazing. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the squad name. The, the, the Triple G Tank. You could be called the, <laughs> <laughs> the Gag Game Germinator. Anyway, sorry. It's getting out of hand. What a surprise. The Gag Grundle Germinator could work, but carry on. <laughs> I'm the Germinator. <laughs> The chicken sweats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Eric, you were talking about your, uh, 
I can't remember what you're talking about now. Footloose for a bit, and then. Uh... Oh yeah, oh yeah. The other thing, the other thing with Wayne, Wayne and I were always trying to update everybody to be a little bit more modern. Yeah, yeah. Um, we wouldn't have gone with such a an exact yeah reproduction of the original figure. Like we 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 probably would have picked legs with knee pads and yeah, like gun holsters and stuff like that. Maybe a harness that was more modern looking with you know gear. Like we. We probably would have, you know, even the Falcon, you know, the the build that's on Falcon or Spirit, you can see where, like, you know, the Footloose is straight up a re-release yes. of the Footloose. Yeah. The, the barbecue is very close, although he's an updated build, too, with the airtight arms and legs. Like, they're very close to the 25th anniversary builds, but then, like, characters like Falcon or Spirit are very, very updated. Like, yeah. you know, Spirit yeah. doesn't have his shirt on, and he's got, you know, like, and that that's kind of... <laughs> that was your influence, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that was all Wayne Park. Wayne Park did most of the builds, and they're so great, and, and the Spirit especially is so hysterical to me with the big tattoo on his yeah, chest. Yeah, It's just so, like, 1980s G.I. Joe, but at the same <laughs> time, like, all modern-y and, like, you know badass looking. yeah yeah <laughs> so like it's just one I of those... love that that set was so cool when it came out i was so excited for it the update from to falcon was so good as well because that that first <laughs> that first oh. falcon oh my god i've seen it like you see every time i see it now i can't help but like giggle a little it just yeah it looks kind of mental doesn't it, it for some reason he he's mostly duke and flint but even then, he somehow looks worse than Duke and Flynn yeah. do from 25th anniversary, which yeah. are also fairly laughable uh, when you look at them now in, compar- in it's comparison. Tall, it's his like, stretched tall head that I don't really understand. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, carry on. <laughs> so yeah, um, so that's, that's my, you know, and, and as a kid, the Warthog Sergeant Slaughter was my favorite yeah. of the Sergeant Slaughter figures because he looked a little bit more military. He looked a little less wrestler. Yeah. And, a, a little like you know he, he had the bandolier bullets you know which in the in the comic book in his first appearances in the comic book he carries a, a big m60 yeah you know heavy machine gun so to me like having the bandolier is really cool like i always think he should have a heavy artillery gun because of that yeah so yeah i was uh i was excited when you when you contacted me and asked me about this figure i was like oh so i i had this completely different build in my head where i was like i love john warden's sergeant slaughter and he's like i i love that he kind of looks like the real sergeant slaughter (laughs) yeah instead of like you know gi joe sunbow animation superhero sergeant yes even even in slaughter even in slaughter's prime he didn't look like that no no he he had a little pot belly his arms are quite small yeah yeah it was a strange yeah definitely so i i love I love John Warden's version of him. At the same time, I know a lot of people, like I see a lot of customs where they take that head and they put it on the uh, retaliation roadblock body. So he's in the tank top and he's all huge and he's, you know, seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> uh, you know, and so I was thinking about, originally I was going to put him on a rock torso with, a, I was going to, I was going to seriously alter resolute roadblock vest. Yeah. To have like a knife on it and the big red like shoulder pad and i was gonna give him like um you know so he was gonna have be that massive roadblock body with the giant arms and, and stuff yeah. but then the more i looked at it i was like well the san diego comic-con version you know it really isn't that much taller than any of the other figures he's kind of you know he's a little shorter and he's not that massive body yeah, yeah. So I started looking around and i still wanted to make him more fit and more you're like ripped you know, 
be more ripped, but I didn't want to make him like seven feet tall. Yeah, I wanted, yeah. you know. So then I started looking around and I was like, well, there's two vests that exist that really, really work for him. And one of them is low lights and the yeah. other one is cross countries. Yeah. Well, the cross country vest isn't common. <laughs> you know, that's a hard one to, to get <laughs> to just take part in paint. Like, <laughs> buy a $90 figure just to uh, paint it up. Just to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I have, you know, everyone has stacks of low lights now that he was in the two pack last year. But like, so I, you know, I took a low light and I was trying to figure out what arms to use. And I just couldn't find great big cut, like kind of wrestler arms yeah. in the Joe line. There's some great bear arms like on the, the Jungle Duke and stuff, but not he's not all ripped and huge. So then I started looking. I had a pile of hacks figures on my desk. Nice. Uh, and I started looking at the hacks figures and I was like, you know, the skin tone is almost that is almost spot on. I think this is what I want to use. I It's almost impossible without serious amounts of work to put hacks arms on a gi joe torso <laughs> good so it's far easier to put joe parts on a hacks torso right so i was like well what if i use the whole uh torso from crotch to neck and the arms so i, I originally had it put together because i used the uh poc dusty legs right because i wanted the big knee pads and and i still wanted something i didn't want something with straps and everything because the original figure didn't have it right i originally had him with the vest on him the slaughterhead and the POC dusty legs, but the crotch is just this like smooth underpants crotch <laughs> from our figures. We don't we don't have we don't have pants yet. Yeah. So it looked like he was so it just looked weird because it was smooth, like almost like he's he's wearing like a onesie over his khakis. <laughs> he's like pulling a Michael Jackson. He's, he put his he put his split on over his pants instead of under. Um, Eric Aranya. Uh, when you say he was uh, pulling a Michael Jackson, you mean he was having sex with children? And monkeys. He was having sex with children monkeys. I'm forever Why? blowing Blowing bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Knock, knock. Who's there? Little boy blue. <laughs> Little boy blue who? Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so glad he's not alive to sue us. I wonder if um I wonder if his estate can still do that. Well, he has like okay. 17 kids or something, doesn't he? Well, that's what I heard. Yeah, <laughs> he's had 17, he's had kids, about right? 17 kids, maybe more. Uh, allegedly, guys, allegedly. Sorry, carry on, Eric. <laughs> Shamon. <laughs> <laughs> Who's bad? Eric, have you ever seen uh, Bo Selector? No. Oh, man. Send, send him gonna... a few links. Where, where, where you like the occasional weird, quirky British comedy video that I send you guys, I will find <laughs> a bunch of these and you will absolutely wet yourself. It is hilarious, Eric. I mean, it, it's about, it's got to be about 15 years old, isn't it? Oh, don't say that. I think yeah, it yeah. is. My life. Really? Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. Simone! Okay, cool. But no, I'll send them to you, Eric. You will kill yourself. <laughs> Literally. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get the chicken sweats and you'll <laughs> kill yourself. It's going to be amazing. Anywho, so yeah, so slammer. So here's here's where I got I got 
crazy is I, I wasn't happy with the crotch. And uh, <laughs> so I I dug out an extra, I dug through my parts and I found a uh, sweater. Sorry, I, you dug through I your parts, a, a, had a and then a got on with your work. <laughs> yep, got you. Well, hey, when, when you're thinking what's going to relax you most. Yeah, jerking off. In the middle of my I came up with the, the idea of... <laughs> Amazing. Yes, 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 Eureka, I've got the build. <laughs> I have enough glue now. <laughs> what, what, was it a race between the pair of you? <laughs> That's how I come up with all my builds, is in the middle of a week. I'm like, yes! <laughs> oh, now you all know my secret. <laughs> we knew that anyway, that wasn't a secret. That's a good point. There's a video. There's a video on the boss fight website. Surely, I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> you, you, you have a gift. I don't come up with any ideas while I'm <laughs> just hot air. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's rust and stuff comes out. Like that. My my actually sneezes. <laughs> That's because of the <laughs> span you're using. It's too old. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's too, it's too small. Yeah, I, I need to get the right size. <laughs> <it's fat> <laughs> uh, Chris, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just in the middle of a. <laughs> I do my best work as well. So. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. There are tears coming down my face. It's tears. I promise you. <laughs> It's not Eric. It's not. It's sticky white love. Oh my! White wee wee. White wee wee. Uh, anyway, this has gone. This has gone downhill dramatically, and it's all staying in because this helps. This helps build the segment. I'm kidding. This is how you build a brand. This is how you. Yes. This is how you save GI Joe. Hashtag. This is how we get sponsors. <laughs> All our sponsors are gonna be like Ann Summers, uh, Pornhub. Anyway, sorry. Yes, Eric. You were so you were talking. You you're at the stage now where you've got you've got your crotch and you're trying to sort your crotch out. Yep. So I I decided <laughs> I decided that I was gonna go a little crazy and I wanted to see if this could be done anyway with our figures. So I took out the Dremel and I sliced at the belt line. Oh. Uh, the crotch off of the sweater snake eyes torso. Okay. So I, I just took out the Dremel, put on the cutter piece, and zzz, went around and around and around until it fell apart. And then I sanded it and smoothed it out, and I made sure that the stomach piece of the hacks torso could fit on there. Yeah. Then there's another issue with this, is a G.I. Joe crotch has the metal T-bar in there. Well, there's no way to connect the metal T-bar to the upper body of a hacks. So I then had to split the sonic weld of the crotch and remove the metal T-bar. Bloody hell. And then I had to dremel out the inside of the crotch. That sounds way more painful than it is. <laughs> and fit our T-bar and hub into it. Blimey. So it actually, fixing up the figure so it all fit together correctly took me a, a full day. Shocking. And then, yeah, I glued I glued the crotch all back together with, the, with, the, with our T-bar assembly inside and it all fit together its legs are very tight 
so I recommend if you're doing this, just use Roblox's entire body. <laughs> just use Roblox's body, and and don't do it the way I did it. Um, but no, it could, like for customizers who are listening who want to do this sort of thing, I would suggest like dremeling off maybe a tenth of an inch more off the waist piece. Right. So it so that it 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 just gives the the hips a little bit more room. But you can still move them at his torso now. You could actually technically you could still take them apart at the torso if you want to just put like a different torso on him or something like that. Wow. Um, different axe torso. You could actually still take apart take his his entire ha- top half off and swap it out. Wow. And he's got a he's got the sweat since I already cut apart the sweater snake eyes, I just took his hands and <laughs> used them on him because uh, that this version of Sarge had the gloves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sergeant Slaughter head has to be altered a little bit to fit the ball, the hacks ball. Yeah, because it um it's a little loose on there. But there's a number of different ways to fix that. You could just you know fill it a little bit with some super glue and move it around until it like fits uh until the super glue dries and that usually gives you enough in there um i think it also could be a little bit lower it's it's a a little more obvious in the photos without the vest on where his head is sitting a little high on there i think though with the vest though that that disappears instantly doesn't it yeah yeah the vest kind of makes his lats look taller his shoulders look bigger so yeah so yeah i mean it's low lights vest i the original figure didn't have knee pads so i made him the same color as the belt and strap to kind of carry that color color a little forward a little bit sure and then i gave him the ammo belt uh you could also throw it over his shoulder which makes it look kind of like the original figure yeah there you go that's awesome it looks incredible i i I didn't realize you'd had to do all of that that stuff with the uh, with the crotch. That is nuts. It was fun. I I don't I don't I usually I usually um take the easy route on customs. Yeah. Like finding the like figures that are almost the same color to begin with and You mean the night before you know, we so, record a boss fight builds. Yeah, like I I usually just I'm such a half-assed type type of guy, so I um so this time was kind of fun because I don't usually go this deep into into a build or into a a figure concept. A crotch, or yeah, I, I don't dig this deep into a crouch crotch all the time. How? Because obviously, I'm guessing the crotch is hollow on the Snake Eyes figure. How far do you? How far do you have to go into it with the Dremel? Well, like I when when I our, our assembly our T bar isn't just like it's called a T bar because it's literally a T. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's our T bar isn't really a T bar. It's it's got the bar, the T bar part, and then it goes up, and it's got a circle that our our butt screw goes through. Yeah, lols. And then and then you know so it our T bar lo- goes around the butt screw and then up and it has a cup that the torso that the upper torso clips into yeah so that's how our figure has so much movement is is the way that's engineered is how our figure why our figure can figures can have so much movement in the torso but that makes it very difficult for that that circle that goes around the butt screw on our figures there's not enough room in the snake there wasn't enough room in the snake eyes crotch for that so i that's what i had to dremel out was was room for that wow so wow that's it's amazing he looks fantastic like he looks really good and the the paint job as well really kind of makes him pop like the the vest does so much to make that the warthog sarge it's insane i kind of i actually prefer this version than i do the original figures yeah i think i think it just seems more realistic to me yeah totally you know what i mean yeah so yeah so so plaudits mr aranya that is excellent work. I actually, <laughs> I genuinely 
love it. Um, you've got you're gonna have to make three of these so that <laughs> so that Dave, Eddie, and myself can have one. It is amazing, and you're gonna be the making the warthog sense. next, right? <laughs> There's three versions of the warthog out there that are all pretty great. I think. Yeah. I actually I have the uh, I just I just got from uh, Joe Elvis Rocker uh, the uh, convention warthog. Nice for my own collection of figures and uh cuz that's like my favorite version of that. Yeah. I I I had so much fun playing with that warthog when I was a kid. That was one of my favorite vehicles definitely. It was just so like the fact you could house all those troops in the back. Oh yeah. And then you got like three people at the front in different like, you know, not co-pilot, pilot and gunner. It was just like this is amazing. Yeah, I loved that. I I used to play with the warthog as a kid. Uh, but it just wasn't a G.I. Joe toy. <laughs> it was an actual warthog, wasn't it? It was a warthog, yeah. Uh, we used to play ball games. Mud wrestling. Uh, used to play, wrestling. play yeah. with its balls. Yeah, I know. Right, no, <clears throat> ball games, uh, running around in the park. Um, we used to uh, skateboard a lot. And we went skydiving. We went skydiving oh. once. I'm going to put um, all these pictures in the show notes. I'm going to have to do a lot of yes. Photoshop, I think, can't I? Yeah. Yeah. We also. Um, I'm going to Photoshop also... you and uh, Norgahide's warthog in like That's fine. every image. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we used to go sailing, dinner dates. It was just a wonderful time in my life. I love that warthog. Amazing. Uh, yeah. D- so... Did you have this, Dave? The warthog? No, I didn't. Oh, you've, you, I didn't. you were uh, neglected. I, uh... I, I was 52. You neglected as a child. 52. Yeah. You'd only just finished uh, making a few good men. <laughs> uh, Dave, I must admit, I preferred you in Batman. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, Eric, amazing job. He looks fantastic. And thank you again for for coming on the show and doing a build and putting the rest of the boss fight crew to shame. No, I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> no, but th- thank you so much. Um, he looks amazing and the pictures are great. Like we'll put them in the show notes so people can have a look. And yeah, um, good luck attempting this one, guys, if you need to dremel off some crotches, because this is going to take some time to do. But yeah, fantastic work. Thank you for joining us, Eric. Really appreciate it, mate. Thank you for having me. As as always, thank you. Uh, Right, moving on. Boss Fight Studio are an independent design studio for toys and collectibles. For more information on Boss Fight Studio, you can visit their Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash pages forward slash boss hyphen fight hyphen studio and their Twitter page at Boss Fight Studio. Equally well executed. Duke took the film in my camera, but not in my earrings. We'll soon know everything we need to penetrate the forces stockade. Hi there, and welcome to a brand new segment called General's Joe and Tell. In this first installment, I'll be looking in-depth at the Vitruvian Hacks line by Boss Fight Studio and the two most recent FSS figures from the club. I will start with Medusa. Even though I am good friends with the Boss Fight team and have faith in their ability to design superb figures, I was skeptical as to whether they could actually pull this character off the way they had envisioned her. I can honestly say that they have not only met, but surpassed my expectations completely. Let's start with the character. Medusa is a well-known and heavily replicated individual that has been seen in a number of designs and incarnations in mythology and media. 
The boss fight team have taken some inspiration from a number of sources, and yet somehow come up with a style all their own. You can clearly see the Ray Harryhausen style in the body and hair, but the head sculpt is far more attractive. So let's look at the sculpt. Fred Axon did a fantastic job of sculpting the head and the insane snake hair. The movement of the snakes is captured perfectly and almost seems to be moving as you look at her. Her face is extremely menacing with her open mouth and fangs on show and her red eyes really add to that evil look. The detail is spectacular as each snake has an open mouth and scales on her forehead is covered in texture as well. The textures all over the figure are incredible including the tail that brings me to articulation. Over a solid plastic armature consisting of posts with ball and socket attachments is a very soft, almost rubber snake skin that allows for nice movement but still bends and is contoured like you might expect an actual snake to be. The weight and balance of the tail are both terrific and it can twist and pose in many different ways allowing the figure to be tightly coiled or slightly elevated without the risk of falling. It's a terrific balance between aesthetics and functionality and I'm ecstatic with how well the design team pulled it off. As for the paint deco, with a great shade of green skin and a really nicely developed pattern on her snake body, Medusa is fantastic. The overall combinations of different shades of green really look spectacular together. These intricate paint details make her look nasty and about as realistic as a green snake-haired reptile woman can possibly look. She doesn't have a lot of accessories, but what she does have is quite nice. A whip made out of a snake skeleton and a snake bone knife that can slot into a sheath on her belt are both very cool. She also comes with a standard black boss fight figure stand and a spare pair of hands. From head to toe, well, from head to tail, she is one of the most fun action figures I've displayed in a very long time. I give Medusa 4.5 out of 5 stars. Next we look at the Coral Snake Gorgon and the Black Racer. Due to the fact that we're dealing mostly with the same body as Medusa, I will focus on paint deco, head sculpt, and accessories for these two figures. The head sculpts are very interesting. The Coral Gorgon's head is solemn but malevolent, with wide yellow eyes and a firm grimace. The Black Racer is a very elongated, serpent-like head stretched open in an angry scream. Where Black Racer looks like she's about to bite your face off, the Coral is simply contemplating how your flesh tastes, not actually taking a sample. The two complement each other quite nicely. Once again, beautiful textures and great details on these heads. The paint deco on the Coral Gorgon is very striking and helps to bring those textures out. I find myself really loving the brown, red, and black-yellow paint scheme running up and down the tail of the Coral Gorgon, and in spite of her calmer demeanor, she feels a bit more sinister with that tight grimace and glaring eyes. Both the Coral and Black Racer come with similar accessories, including a terrific-looking snake skull and spine headdress, the gold chestplate armor, and the gold gauntlets. However, while the Black Racer comes with a sword, shield, and sheath, the Coral Gorgon only comes with a sword and a shield. It seems as if the reward for less paint applications on the Black Racer is the inclusion of its place to slide or sword. The sword is firm plastic, and the shield is a great way to attach to the arm, just as it does with the other figures here. A thick plastic clasp can be unfolded behind the shield and then closed around the arm, and it holds pretty tight. On the female figures, you can also wedge their fingers into the handle for that extra attachment. With just a hint of variety, the Black Racer and Coral Gorgon both look great individually, but are also fantastic complements to each other, each one with a nice look and feature set that the other doesn't have. The snake body continues to blow me away, even after three different figures, and I absolutely cannot wait to get my hands on more of these things. Pure beauty. I give the Coral Gorgon 4.1 out of 5 stars, and Black Racer 4.2 out of 5. Next, we look at the Spartan Warrior. Under the covers, the base figure is a picture-perfect example of what happens when you combine incredible sculpting, intuitive design, and great construction all into a single figure. 
The musculature of the Spartan Warrior is tightly designed and nearly seamless, yet retains an incredible amount of articulation, more than I've seen in almost any other 4-inch action figure ever. Even without armor, just posing and playing with a plain Spartan figure has been a blast, making small adjustments to waist rotation, torso posing, etc. The head sculpt is a standard male with beard and with future blanks I look forward to swapping the heads out to get a wide range of different warriors to create a diverse army. Paint apps here are pretty straightforward with the base flush color, brown shorts, and nicely detailed sandals. Interesting to note is that while the feet do not contain rocker ankles, just to swivel and tilt. When rocker ankles are done well, I think they're very effective, but I'll fully admit that it's very tough to do them well. On top of the figure, we have a great piece of chest armor with decorative tail, adding some beef and protection to the Spartan underneath. The polished metal paint apps look great, and the armor fits exceptionally snugly, so it doesn't end up restricting range of motion much at all, even when on. Spartan Warrior also comes with a helmet, spear, two swords, and a single sheath, fully equipped and ready for battle. The spear and two swords are rigid plastic, and he can hold all of his weapons really nicely in either set of hands. The helmet is a bit different than the other two Spartan figures in this wave, with the braided tail that comes off the end and the headdress on top. I really like that he comes with a pair of swords that adds a neat element to the figure and keeps him apart from the others. Another solid win for boss fight, and even though I prefer the snake bodies due to the originality of the build, he is still a great figure with a base body that can be used for so many other amazing characters. Four out of five stars. The Cursed Spartan and Talos, the Bronze Warrior. Effectively, these figures are direct reprints of the Spartan Warrior, and therefore I can't have that much to talk about in terms of articulation, accessories, and so on. Surprisingly, the paintwork is so good that I was amazed they could replicate the look of stone and bronze so well. The bronze on Talos is sensational. As I was taking pictures of these figures, I was messing with the sharpness settings, and it's incredible just how metallic Talos looks in these images, simply from a perfectly executed paint scheme. The stone texture on the Curse Spartan is ex executed so well that I had to touch the figure just to check. I did find that the figure's paint was a little tacky out of the box, but this is easily rectified with a hairdryer or just by leaving the figure out on display for a short period. Talos is a bearded head, not the bald head of the Curse Spartan, and he looks old and grizzled, which is a pretty cool look. I believe the head he sports is the same one that will be used with the upcoming Leonidas. My only issue with these Spartans is that they only come with one head. Would have been neat if they could have all used the same heads, so you could have had a figure be a stone or bronze version of an existing Spartan warrior. A very minor complaint in the grand scheme of things, though. Talos's armor isn't the same smooth armor as the other figures, but instead a more chainmail look, and I really love the texture mixed with the layers of metallic paint. It has a raised hook in the back of the vest, too. I imagine to hold the spear. At least that's what I have it doing. If you told me I'd be in love with two figures that were painted to look like a movable artwork, I would have said you were crazy. But the variations in paint scheme with both figures truly inject new life into the Spartan base figure, and I find myself truly enjoying the way they both look. I give the Curse Spartan 3.6 out of 5 stars, and Talos 4 out of 5 stars. Figure Subscription Service Law & Order I was very happy to get new G.I. Joe figures in hand considering the current situation, or indeed lack of one, related to the brand and its future. Even though the euphoria of that feeling could bias the review, these G.I. Joe Collectors Club FSS figures are actually both very good. Law & Order consists almost entirely of the 30th Anniversary Renegades build of the same character, the only difference being the 25th Anniversary Wild Bill vest, which better replicates the original figure's design and deco. The paint scheme returns to the blue vest, red shirt, green pants, and white helmet, and it takes you back instantly to 1987 with the rawhides and the roster of Joes in that year's wave of figures. Order keeps his update with the black vest and leash that is permanently attached. 
Law comes with a relatively basic accessory loadout similar to what he came with in the 80s, including an Uzi, helmet, and the pistol that comes default any time these legs are used. It should be noted that Law does not come with a silencer that is typically seen alongside this pistol. According to the G.I. Joe Collectors Club, there are some factory production issues and the silencer was omitted from every figure. Considering I have about 32 of these silencers kicking around, I don't consider that a huge loss. He also comes with this trusty order, a very nicely decoed version of his familiar German Shepherd. Even without any new parts and with only some minor alterations to his paint scheme, this version of Law & Order manages to pretty seamlessly blend into his 87 counterpart. It's remarkable what a new vest and some minor paint color changes will do to make a modern, more tactical figure and change it effectively into a more accurate vintage representation. Modern parts do wonders for sculpt and articulation. This is a pretty decent update. I give Law & Order 3.4 out of 5 stars. Next is the FSS 4.0 Nunchuck. I love ninjas. The Ninja Force came at the tail end of the ninja craze in the 90s and made for some awesome characters. The original line had some issues, mainly articulation hampered by built-in spring-action features, as well as just making them look funky. What the FSS version does is avoid that gimmick and create a figure based on the original version with none of that constrained movement. Using modern parts like Airtight's legs with 30th Anniversary Storm Shadow's torso and arms, they've cobbled together a pretty effective nunchuck update, who has the right ninja martial arts elements, but also is more of a combat-based figure too. He's got terrific articulation, and the use of modern parts means the sculpting and overall design of the figure is really great. I will say I'm not real wild about the decision to use the clunky mask from the training Storm Shadow. I'm not sure what existing alternative could have been selected, but this doesn't look a whole lot like nunchuck from that perspective. Also, the singular Storm Shadow chest strap makes the figure look a little empty in the torso, too. Again, not sure what else could have been used, but this doesn't feel like quite the right formula. It's not even vintage accurate. The color scheme and deco is spot on, though. The club uses a slightly muted version of the original green, but you can clearly see who the figure is. As one might suspect, Nunchuck comes with... Nunchucks. As well as a pair of swords, size, and the dart that Storm Shadow came with. He has the sheath on the back from the Storm Shadow strap, and that about covers it. Pretty straightforward accessories that work fine, though part of me would have loved for him to come with a crazy scimitar-looking thing like the original figure did. Simply from the new parts and modern construction, I consider this figure a win, even though there are some cosmetic changes I would have recommended. The head and web gear are two changes that could have made a big difference, but even as it stands, I'm excited about a Ninja Force update, and Nunchuck is a cool addition to the FSS. Now I need me some Dojo, Snake Eyes, and Scarlet at the very least. Nunchuck gets 3.9 out of five stars. So, what we got in. Eddie, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, to be fair, I haven't managed to get a lot in. Um, as we discussed earlier, uh, I'm, I'm sort of downsizing to a degree. Yeah. But I did get the um, Eagle comic with the Sapper exclusive. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, from 1984, still sealed in the bag and all the all the gunk that goes with that. Um, that's one of the the last things that I haven't got. So that's awesome. Yeah, there isn't a great deal left now. I don't think there's. Two, I think there's two things if I was going to go for everything. Cool. Um, and one of those is the um, bags commando. I haven't got one of those. Yeah. Yeah, and and the uh, the one box vehicle, the Z Force Jeep. So, neat, neat. So nearly there, nearly finished. I, I'm so close. It is ridiculous how close I am. Lolcats. Uh, nice. And Dave, what what have you been getting in recently? 
small children. <laughs> Doing, making them do finger push-ups while you finger their back or whatever it was. I can't exactly. remember. <laughs> finger I know. I don't know what that means. I could, it would have been funny to say shit on their back. Yeah. And shit on their back. Go on. Well, since uh, we last recorded uh, for the for a proper episode, I've actually turned forty. Uh, so Happy I've, I've... birthday to you. <laughs> so I've I've had uh, uh, a couple of excellent gifts as a result of that. Of which there were some gifts from both of you, which was super awesome. So on the show notes, um, I will have to do like some kind of like fashion parade. I've got a uh, absolutely awesome Boba Fett t-shirt from eddie which is uh like really really sexy yeah it, it it's it's just a i, I some, some t-shirts when you see them they're kind of like just like too literal yeah and and and, and this this is like using like cool line art you know it, so it's a cool graphic but like on a nice color as well so I'm, I'm i'm very grateful for that thank you very much eddie um and then from yourself chris yes i got one of the custom t-shirts from one of your friends yes fine. Uh, which is a, a a dusty so that was very cool and i also got a full force hoodie as well which is um very cool so when when we uh all meet up we've got to be like all fashion coordinated yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have our team jerseys on it's gonna be amazing yeah from some of the guys who and of which you know there's a couple of them who'll be listening to this so like andrew mortimer and paul sewell um they got me some uh they got me an x-wing miniatures tie interceptor nice but tim pierce as well got me oh tim Tim Pierce got me one of these um, new Nerf guns that are like the pellets. Cool. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are vicious. Yeah, they hurt. They they really are. Vi- I mean, you're not supposed to sell them to under 14s, but they, they, <laughs> they're, they're like foam balls and like it is like a paintball gun. They're, they're surprised. Once you start me- messing around with one of those, just regular Nerf guns, you, you know, they, you they're just laugh. The, uh, they're, they're, sh- yeah. they're shocking, um, aren't they? That, that, that these these things are brutal but uh, i got some other x-wing bits and pieces as well from other friends and family as as well for for my birthday which is super cool but i've i bought a couple of other bits as well but back in the 90s galoob did like these little star wars transforming heads uh, so not the play sets that you might have seen but they were like literally like almost like poly pocket yeah and i had a bunch of them and i just suddenly i was i was bored out of my brains at a show because uh, it wasn't going too well, and a guy had a pack of these for for a fiver, so I thought, oh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll get those, um, you know, just to mess around with. And it's like, actually, these are really nicely designed, so awesome. I've got a whole new appreciation. There's 29 to collect, and I've got the first 12, I think. So uh, that's the, the mission the, the, from now on, then, isn't it? Yeah, I've got to try and get all of these because they in the states they didn't get released as products they the the sort of second wave so to speak were like pizza hut promotions yeah so like one at one each week so they're quite hard although they were released on card backs in italy and i've got a feeling if i could be so inclined to go up to my parents and go through the sheds i might have a couple of these still on cards but um yeah i know it's just one of those things that got like a appreciation that's cool got a couple of force awakens figures as stocks come in which is really quite cool something like the armor up figures and i think that's about it 
But uh, no, very, very much appreciated for your gifts, guys. Uh, no worries, man. So uh, Harry, happy you know, Christmas, I'm... birthday. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. How about yourself, Chris? I have been getting a few bits and bobs. I obviously I've registered for the for JoeCon, so I count that because I I went in for a golden ticket. So I'm now one of those elitist douchebags. Oh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm that I'm that face. That's why I'm going to have an, an extra set for Eddie. So um, yeah, skills. I also managed to pick up. I went into a place called Rogue Toys a couple of weeks back. It's near where my friend Kelly works at, um, in downtown Vegas. So while I was down helping in the office, I thought I'd pop around the corner and have a look. Really cool little shop and found out they had an even bigger shop, which I went to with Troy McKee the other day, uh, who's coming out to Vegas with his family to, you know, just obviously hit all the strip clubs up with his, with his mom. I'm kidding. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Lols. Um, I met his mom. She's lovely um not at the strip club that <laughs> would be yeah club. yeah, yeah. I, that, now i feel bad yeah so in rogue toys the little shop i bought a three pack of the cobra la loose so globulus the royal guard and nemesis enforcer i was really happy to get my hands on those and then when i got when i went back home i went on ebay because i got like a little notification i was watching an item that was about to end and it just happened to be a carded gi joe vintage set of the of globulus royal garden and nemesis enforcer so i pulled the trigger and that was that was delivered not long ago so i now have multiple cobra la figures where i had none in the past and now i'll stop moaning about missing out at joke on that time dave which i seem to mention every single episode this is the last time you will hear me mention that particular situation it is it, i i was so glad when you got it um but <laughs> I, and, and i was gonna comment like something but the best bit about it was that everybody else who wasn't even part of that whole experience was commenting yeah. which clearly shows that they are listening and yeah they, you know that you have kind of like hammered home the frustration of that yeah because there's all these comments that i didn't just didn't it was like i don't need to say anything yeah know? i'll just every I'll there just... were a lot of people mentioning it. even dave shorter mentioned it yeah 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 erica rania adam yeah they all had a had a go so amazing uh, so thanks guys <laughs> i also got speaking of erica rania i got hacked by boss fight studios so in the post was a very amazing box full of immense figures two spartans two cursed spartans two black racers racist one coral gorgon and one medusa um i had an orange blank and a gray blank and two talos figures and of course the t-shirt i'm really they're amazing like i would have taken more pictures of them out and you know in the garden to make it look like forest but i haven't had a chance at the moment but they are absolutely freaking amazing love 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 the boss fight stuff the hacks is is next level it's next level action figure design and they've executed it perfectly there's only one thing i need answering yes has your head been on every single action figure yet no because my head is currently in the united kingdom so no! i know but believe me when I get back in April, my head is going on everything, including a Medusa figure <laughs> and a black racer, because I'm not racist. I've also managed to pick up, when I went to the other toy shop, the other Rogue Toys with Troy the other day, they had some pretty cool stuff in there, including a massive flag on display and one in box. I managed to avoid picking one of those up, because there's just no way in hell I've got anywhere to put that. 
I did pick up a TMNT carded Toon Vernon, which everybody wants, <laughs> but uh, I did need him, so I bought him. And also a really cool Cobra Commander Star Brigade on card figure, just really awesome figure. Like I, I love up up close. I, I saw it and I was like, I need this in my life. Uh, I said life, not toll. Both would have been fine. I also, when I was in San Diego the other day, I went to um, Galaxy Comics and Collectibles, I think it's called, and picked up, uh, this is a Larry Hammer connection, uh, Bucky O'Hare 1 to 5. So um, I had the, like kind of the first five comics from the Bucky O'Hare line, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, thanks for even writing those, uh, Larry. Bucky O'Hare Toad Croaker Boxed, uh, I got from the, again, this is the stuff, Dave, when we went to JoeCon last year, Boss Fight kept in their possession this Bucky O'Hare Toad Croaker uh, when we went to yeah. that little toy shop the Slaughter, Slaughter's Marauders Creo set a bunch of G.I. Joe trading cards from like the 90s and the SDCC X-Force 3 pack with Archangel Psylocke and Wolverine so that was amazing to get that in a box from Boss Fight as well so thank you guys really appreciate that uh, and finally I went shooting with Troy McKee the other day and Wee. it was a pretty immense experience firing off many rounds into a target when we went out into the shop area they had cobra symbol patches in the shop so i had to buy three of them because it was a green one a white one and a red one so i was like yeah i need them so i bought a, a few of those all kind of uh, camo patch things they're amazing and that was it that's my that's my haul again i've i've been it sounds like a lot of stuff and it kind of is and considering I shouldn't be really collect, I, I should be on lockdown in a sense, but I will stop going to toy shops now until April. And uh, the next time I think uh, will be a con that I go to in the UK. So I'm, I'm holding out, hopefully, and not spending any more money on toys. But we've heard that before, right? Yeah, so that's what we got in. Shout outs, guys. Any shout outs you want to give? I've got a couple. Go for it. Ah, uh, sorry. It's locked me out of the email. You want to give a shout out to AOL? <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> Gmail, to Yahoo, uh, <laughs> CompuServe, Grinder. What? Grinder. Put in the meat Grinder. Sorry, go on. Right, sorry. <clears throat> let me let, let me start that again. Right, I've, got, I've got a couple of shout outs. We've actually had uh, a, a mail come in uh, based on our last episode with one of the things that I brought up with one of the things that I got in and it's from our very good friend Rob Irizarry. Hey. So big shout out to Rob. Hey, Rob. Uh, his message is, "Hey Dave, Chris and Eddie, congratulations on 10,000 downloads." 100,000. I was 100,000. Yeah, 100, let's let's be yeah. clear. Go on. You're not really listening, are you, Rob? Jeez. <laughs> Whilst I was listening to the latest episode, I heard that Dave had gotten hold of some old Mattel catalogs that included a Wonder Woman line that never made it off the drawing board. I have some info on that thanks to a comic magazine published here called Back Issue. Nice. They had a Tom uh, they had a Toys in Comics issue that featured a story on that line and the other line other toy lines like GI Joe Transformers Masters of the Universe and others. I tried sending a PDF of the whole issue but it was too big. 
here's the Wonder Woman article. The other stuff in the magazine has G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Masters of the Universe, Superpowers, ROM, and Micronauts, and Captain Action. Wow. The articles are more about developing the comics than the toys, but if you're interested, let me know, and I can scan and send more. Yes. Hope to see you guys in Colorado, Rob Irizarry. So he sent through a couple of um, scans of, of the magazine, so we'll stick those on the show notes, and some people, you know, folk can sort of see what it was that we were like talking about that's there. wicked that's really cool thanks rob so yes thanks for it rob and and yeah like totally you'll definitely see chris and then hopefully you know you'll get to see all of us sooner or later somehow by hook or by crook mainly by crook yeah mo- mainly by crook because we we've mugged you um but um you've mugged other him shout off. outs you've mugged him, you him, him off of course, of course. Give him a shooter shooter sorry feed him to the pigs you mugged him off other shout outs i'd like to uh just say uh, a big shout out to jonathan hall hi jonathan who is uh, a huge huge gi joe fan and has a phenomenal palatoy action force collection i got to see uh, jonathan last weekend when i was up in newcastle which is his hometown and he, he popped down to show with his uh with his partner die so it was it was great to see Jonathan at a point when I'm not like literally like dying or like being pulled from pillar to post you know I, I was just at a show you know so I'm, I'm just literally there and that's it whereas when I you know normally see him it's that roll out roll call and you it, it's very difficult my, my biggest regret always at the show is not being able to spend enough time with you know everybody who's like been able to like come down so it was really cool uh, to be literally just have you know, a few minutes just to, like shoot the breeze without actually sort of like, you know, getting pulled off and. We get it, Dave. We get it. We understand. Um, you so want to be pulled off by cool. people. Got it. Um, other other shout outs. Uh, big shout out to Gavin Chillstone as well. I know he'll appreciate the shout out. Gavin. He put up a lovely message saying that he's he's actually packed his suitcase already for the show in terms of. Blimey socks and things like that like literally which is very cool that's prepared and last shout out to chad elsie because uh, (laughs) you're a phenomenal guy and you know i love the cut of your jib so yes that's me how about you eddie um no (laughs) roger so nick and mass id toys of course as always. Oh, God. They, they haven't had a shout-out today, so that's oh, hang weird. On, hang, on, hang on a second. You, you've actually brought up a big, big point here. Mm. So, like I said, it's it's been four weeks of shows. So, like, one after the next, after the next. Now, you've been replaced. I, yeah, I'm aware of this. I've been told. Yeah. I mean, we're calling him Chris 2. Is that 2.0, like a better version? You mean like an upgrade? But we've actually already kind of like worn that off and we're actually just calling James by his actual proper name because... Because he's that good. Well, no, your your history. You're, you've, you've actually been forgotten about, you know, like Nick and Mass just literally wiped the slate clean. Wow. But t- talk, about, talk about hurting a guy, Dave. Talk about kicking I, I a guy know. when he's down. That's... I mean... Surely Nick has moved from like 94th to possibly into the triple figure. No, he was he was he was in 300 and something. (laughs) That's where he was. But it 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 actually was. I mean, no, no. James James is uh is is James Cameron, but it's not the James. Oh right, wow. Uh, 
and uh it's cost uh, him a fortune hiring him yeah <laughs> you know like the, the the toy gig is working out for him <laughs> uh, but uh no lovely guy um and it, it, it uh, honestly honest to god it was quite weird uh, doing a show and it wasn't you and there was someone new into the dynamic but then you found out he is like like an ex-marine sniper and quite scary <laughs> nice. like literally and you're like okay um but no super nice guy but uh, no you so he's, he's so he's also cooler than me as well which is even that's even worse that's that, like that's like, that, that's, that's like that's when you break up with a girl and then she goes out with someone so much better this is it this was what was happening like nick has traded up <laughs> well thanks for that i'm gonna go cry myself to sleep now we'll also give a shout out to um did, he, uh, did, did, did nick sell chris on that website uh, <laughs> we, buy, we buy any knob <laughs> we buy any pretty much dot com we buy any knob dot com no, any, I, any, any, quick side any. story i out of curiosity i put my car in there on, on um we buy any car. You mean the little van? No, 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 no. My Seat, and it came back and says, "We will offer you 130 pounds." It's like, oh, right, wow. brilliant. You better right. off scrapping it. No, 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 no. I then started getting like pressure emails, like, "You've got five days left to agree with this before we change our mind." And it's like, oh, really? That's the incentive, like 130, 130 quid. quid to change my mind. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, like it's brilliant. Cool. So we've we'll also shout out Boss Fight Studio, of course. Thanks, Eric, for his um, amazing Boss Fight builds. What's on Joe Mind, of course, because they always shout us out. Um, yeah. Just, Never forget. Justin Never Bell. Forget. Justin Bell for Every being time. our news and for posting our episodes on General's Joe's, because that's where we get hits. Joel again, Elvis Rocker for just constantly contacting me all the time. It's getting a bit, bit annoying now. I'm just kidding, Joel. Troy McKee for hanging out with me and shooting lots of guns at Battlefield Vegas and for just being awesome and uh, chatting G.I. Joe all day long. Um, and what the, hell? what the hell, Troy? I thought we agreed on the price that that accident was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it you was pay, meant to you look paid like him. Yeah, like, oh, I see how it is. I see how yeah. it is now. Well, that brings us to the end of another show then. <laughs> <laughs> we, Bye, hope you, Chris. we hope you enjoyed it thanks to my co-hosts Dave and Eddie to Justin so for giving us the news and reviews Eric for his awesome slammer thanks Nick for replacing me and to you the listeners who have now all been injected with a severe case of the chicken sweats full force no, I'm kidding. full force bye, bye guys bye, bye Chris bye, bye. <coughs> dead Chris <laughs> should have been a complete accident but he, uh, he failed he failed we failed I can't even I don't even know the next line all I know is like well she goes um, no he's uh, Slammer says not yet or something on those lines because then Falcon turns the tide doesn't he but yeah And now, you shall feel my wrath. Oh, I could get a real kick out of that. What the bloody fool blazes is going on? Full force. And now, you shall feel my wrath. Oh, I could get a real kick out of that. What the bloody fool blazes is going on?
Mission Force Lost! We failed. Goodbye and thank you for listening to The Full Force.